gentlemen, we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Tim King Show. As always, featuring your boy, TK. And as you know, you can find the Tim King Show exclusively right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And while you're watching this video, please go ahead and hit that like button. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We have so much great content Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 24-7. We got content dropping, whether it is our videos. As I said, please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Or it's our audio. You can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Just go search us on Google. That's all you got to do. Or Yahoo or Bing or whatever it is that you use. Just go search the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find us on Spreaker and Spotify and Apple Music and all the other major places. And when you do that search, this website is going to come up, bloodlinenetwork.com. And we are your home for sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, all our audio, everything we're doing in one spot. Go check out bloodlinenetwork.com. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. But we're here tonight for Topic Battle Royal Prediction Show. That's right. We got AEW Double or Nothing coming up next weekend. We got WWE Night of Champions coming up. We got NXT Battleground coming up. And, well, if I'm doing this, I couldn't think of a better person to fucking bring in and hang out with me. It's been exactly two weeks. Two weeks too goddamn long. But let me bring him in. You know him. It's my boy, my partner, Justin, from the In Time Wrestling Podcast, throw that one up. Throw that two sweet up. Oh, bring it in, my brother. Oh. Might be a little rusty right here. Hold on. Let me just... Nah, fuck that. What am I talking about? The bloodline is now on your devices. Let's go. How you feeling, baby? Oh, I am pumped, bro. I am fucking pumped to be here. You know that every time. I'm glad you're here, dude. I've missed you. It's been two weeks. Like I said, two weeks, too damn long. But hey, well, we're not alone tonight. We got one more in the house. We got one more representing the Bloodline Entertainment Network, representing the Bin Buster, the host of the Director's Cut, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Throw your damn ones up for our boy, the Bin Buster himself, Grady. What's up, everybody? Boom, my guy. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here with both Justin and Tim tonight. Let's get this on. Oh, man. Glad, glad to have you. Didn't know who was going to come through the link in the chat. Said, hey, anyone wants to come, kick it with me and Justin. Come kick it with me and Justin. Graydon, it was beautiful to see your face <laughs> in the pre-show this fight. So I'm down. And hey, like I said in the introduction, this is, you. if you watch the show, you know what Topic Battle Royal is. Yep. You pick a topic, we shoot the shit on it. Justin picks a topic, I pick a topic, Graydon picks a topic. But tonight, we're going to be topic-centric, meaning we are going to do a Topic Battle Royal based on the predictions of upcoming next weekend. Now, on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, right here, again, hit that like, hit that subscribe. We will be doing prediction shows all week. We will have watch-alongs next weekend. That's not a spoiler. That's a fucking promise. But the Tim King Show. I figured, get my boy Justin on. Let's talk. Let's chop it up. Let's make some predictions. And ah. Graydon just being here is a pleasure. And anyone else who drops <laughs> in in the process is going to be great. So... Um, if you guys want to talk about whatever topics you want to talk about, so if you want to talk about Warner Brothers and AEW or Tony Khan's announcement or CM Punk, um, Bloodline Drama, that's fine. Um, you can go ahead and pull those topics up. But the idea is 
Let's make some predictions. We got WWE United Champions, as I said, coming up next Saturday. Next Saturday morning, it is 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. Be here with us on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, both on YouTube and on Twitch, as we will be live. But we got what's being touted as a triple main event. We have the World Heavyweight Championship match between Seth freaking Rollins and AJ Styles. We have the WWE Tag Team Championship match, which is likely to main event the show. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their titles against the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa, and Roman Reigns. And Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. That's a triple main event. The card, though, is great. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Where the fuck is the disrespect there? Why isn't it a quadruple main event? Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, two of the top five women of all time? disrespectful as fuck not including that as a main event and kind of just like sprinkling that in we'll talk about that maybe i'll pull that one up we got bianca belair versus oscar that's great those are two banger ass women's matches going on in saudi looking forward to that intercontinental championship huge surprise we all thought riddle mustafa ali that's great nice surprise Kid's been working his ass off. He actually won back-to-back matches against Alpha Academy. He beat Gable, and he beat Otis. So he kind of got the momentum building a little bit. He's got the positive Ali thing going. (laughs) So obviously, Gunther's going to chop him and break him down. But the match itself should be fun. And the six matches announced so far seems like a good night of champions card. Really quick before we continue, let's go into the comments Right quick, we got Jordan from the World Elite Podcast. Glad to see you back, bro. Thanks for tuning in. Marcus, I love you, motherfuckers. Love you, bro. Thanks for tuning in, my dude. Great show earlier today. Go check out SAT Sports over on Marcus's channel. Streets, who uses Bing? Yo, I'm just saying. (laughs) That that was my thoughts exactly. Maybe Chandler does. Right, exactly. Maybe Chandler uses Bing. Someone might for sure. Dylan, what's up, my dude? Thanks for tuning in. Yo, what's going on? That's all. Lydia says the bloodline is not beating Kevin and Sammy. Thanks to the Usos are solo. Big fucking facts. Big facts for sure. The Usos are definitely going to infiltrate themselves into that match in some capacity. I think it's going to be to try to help Roman and inadvertently end up costing him. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that for sure. Over on the AEW side of things, topically, we got the AEW World Championship match, the Pillars match, MJF, Sam Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Yo, we got the banger of matches. This is the one I'm most looking forward to. We got Eye Patch wearing, returning, badass cowboy, Heyman Adam Page in the Elite, taking out my crew, my guys, the BCC in Anarchy and Arena in a four-on-four match. You got the AEW Women's World Championship match. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Very much looking forward to that. AEW World Tag Team Championship match. While I know we're not huge Jeff Jarrett fans, this story has been a good story. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal taking on FTR with Mark Briscoe, special guest referee. My dude, War Daddy taking on Christian in a ladder match. Can't wait to see what Justin's got to say about that. Orange Cassidy taking on the world in a Blackjack Battle Royal International Championship match. It'll be Orange Cassidy defending that belt against 20 other men, as I said, the world. AEW TBS Championship match, Jay Cargill defending against Taya Valkyrie. Can we actually see Jade lose? I don't know. Maybe they've been building the story nice. Unsanctioned match, Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. 
I think this is Adam Cole's third unsanctioned match. Chris Jericho had one against Orange Cassidy as well. Sure, I think they both had one against Orange Cassidy now that I think about it. A trios match. Ethan Page and the Guns against Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardys. Not the trios match I was expecting, but a trios match nonetheless. And then I said a couple of matches that might be on the show. Ricky Starks versus Jay White. I mean, that's going to be on the fucking show. Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. You got to think that's going to be on the show. And then the House of Black against the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. You got to think that's going to be on the show as well. This coming up, Dynamite, the House of Black are taking on Blake Christian, Air Fox, and Metalik. Defending those trios belts. You got it. Yeah, banger alert, baby. You got to think after that match is when they either say who's next or just the, you know, the acclaimed one. That uh, trios battle royal that um, for the number one contenders, I forgot what they called it, the Trace de Mayo battle royal for the number one contenders for the trios um, titles. So you got to think that the the acclaimed and daddy ass are going to come out after that match and set that up. So, boys, and you got eight, the Tony Khan announcement, CM Punk. I, I would think we have plenty of things to choose from. Justin, since I've missed you. So dearly, I'm gonna let you pick first. Whatever match, whatever topic you want to talk about, let's talk. So let's see. I'm gonna say let's go. Let's go with the world title. Let's go with the world title. Okay. All right. So Seth versus AJ. Yo, yes. throw your ones up right quick before we talk about that for the Tribal Chief. What's good, Devin? Thanks for tuning in over on Twitch. Check out the Bloodline Entertainment Network on Twitch for sure. And hell yeah, no, House of Black. They're not on TV enough, but we finally get this great match. This match is going to be a banger this week. I'm, I was very disappointed they weren't on TV this past week. They were on such a roll, and then they got, like, they didn't get stale. The Tony Khan's booking got stale of them. And then, yeah, I think that. No surprise there. No surprise that he was trying to put him back on that island because they'll, they'll be on collision. But I digress. It'll that'll be a fun match. The House of Black versus the acclaimed and Daddy S for sure. Just getting the house out there. And KPG, ah, what good? Check out the Faction Cast podcast. Appreciate you tuning in as always, my dude. Justin, you want to talk about the World Championship match? We're talking Seth fucking Rollins against AJ Styles, and what is to be a banger of a match now. Are, are you okay with how we got here with it being Raw versus SmackDown? And you know, talk about how you feel about the match, dog. See, that's that's still my problem with the whole thing is the fact that we interjected SmackDown people in here. You got a Raw exclusive title after you just did a draft. You have a Raw exclusive title and you throw SmackDown people in there. This is, again, more of that just... Going against the like the draft, we just had a draft that came into effect, and we're just doing all this stupidness still. Like, especially after what happened on Friday, how we're getting damage control showing up on Monday night to challenge for the women's tag titles that got vacated, which is absolutely stupid. Like, I why I'm at this point, stop doing the draft at the uh, no more, no more drafts, you can't even follow it. Why even? I. What do, you, what do you think about this here? Well, who do you got winning? Who do you got winning, Justin? And then what do you think about KPG's comment here? AJ being 
so you got the rumors now, which is so stupid. And I think that they're just feeding the dirt sheets rumors that they don't want Seth to win because he's doing movie roles. No, you want Seth to win because he's doing movie roles, because you want your world championship out there. Um, so, Justin, what do you think about this comment, the trade, and who's winning the match? Yeah, I honestly don't think they changed my feeling of who's going to win this match. I do think this match is going to be dope as hell. But again, it's just like how I feel about the world title. I still feel like, you know, consolation prize right now. So it's still kind of hard to get like fully into like the world title. But honestly, like I, I think, it, I think they still made it just way too obvious that Seth's winning this whole thing. I think Seth is winning this whole thing right now after you know, AJ on, on Friday basically just seemed to re-spark the feud with Grayson Waller. He's got the thing that's going to happen with Karrion Cross. Like, I don't see him winning the title. I don't see him feuding with Karrion Cross for the world title. I don't see him feuding with Grayson Waller for the title. I think it's just plainly obvious that Seth's going to win this title. And yeah, I know there's those whole rumors that they saw their skeptic on doing it because he's doing movie roles. Like, honestly, I think it's just this one role right now. And I don't think that should be the big like point that says, this is why we shouldn't give him the title right here. If he had more roles going forward, then I'd probably reconsider you know, thinking, okay, we can probably not put it on Seth immediately, have him chase, and then swap AJ over to Raw, which, again, why wasn't AJ just put on Raw in the first place if that's what we were going to mm-hmm. go with? But I digress here. Right. I do. I, I still think this whole thing's just too obvious. I think we're going with Seth. Again, he's busted his ass to get to his, his position he's at here. He's recreated himself multiple times. Crowd is with him. Just go with it. Put it on Seth. Again, He's he basically is always going to be number two. He said it himself with Roman. He says he's always going to feel like the macho to his Hogan. Like, either imagine, way. Imagine how Moxley feels. Yeah. <laughs> probably even worse. Like the like, ultimate warrior. Oh, my God. Probably. That's actually a hell of a comparison right there. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm it's just too obvious. I think we're going with Seth here. And I don't really think it's a bad decision. Again, it's just my whole feeling with the world title. It still feels kind of, you know, second place consolation. It's never going to feel as big as the two titles Roman has. But, you know, you got to get somewhere with it. Mm -hmm. Just going to have to just go with it and just see what we can make out of it at this point. So, Graydon, I want to hear your opinion for sure. But I want to say one thing, and I'm going to leave it really short and sweet. One. Seth Rollins, it's Seth Rollins all day, as I said. If you watch the video that I did, mm-hmm. once the once Triple H made the announcement, I said 10 guys who could win the championship. I said Seth Rollins. I also said it should come down to two guys, Seth Rollins and a guy who's not around right now, a guy who makes a lot of sense to win money in the bank, Drew McIntyre. Drew wins it, cashes in on Seth the same night. That way Seth gets his crowning moment. Everyone sings his song. He wins the belt as he should. Then, yes, Justin, what do I always say? 
The money is in the fucking chase. Drew steals the belt from Seth. The fans are pissed. What a way to reacclimate Drew into the fucking picture. He's your champion. The Scottish psychopath is back. Seth chases Drew into and past the summer. Great and talk about this match, maybe the movie role and anything. Okay. Else. Well, well, like you said, Tim, it's one movie role. It, it, like if he had a couple lined up and they were live action roles, I'd be like, yeah, why are they play? Why are they willing to put the title on him? He's going to be gone for months on end. I mean, the role is coming up in the new Captain America movie, which they're probably just going to change the name to. Originally, New World Order. <laughs> but they're probably going we to all just fucking same time just boom. <laughs> they, they might there's talks of changing the name to that. He's playing a member of the um, what is it? The Serpent Society. So it, it depends on which member he is. Could he be a smaller role? Possibly. But the Serpent Society is a main villain type led by Madame Hydra and King Cobra. If he's King Cobra, which what the pictures make me believe that he is. It might be a slightly bigger role. He might be out maybe two months because of shooting a movie. Because if he's a bigger role, he has to be gone for the two-month window as they're filming it. But it, like if it was an animated movie, yeah, he could easily do it over a weekend or over a couple weeks and every other week film something that way. So it all depends on how big that role is, depending on how long he's going to be out. But, Justin, I got a question for you. Oh, yeah. If this tournament started before the draft, would you have felt better about this match if AJ was drafted to SmackDown, if this all started before the draft? See, it's just it's just the situation the world title's in. That, to me, is what just – it's so hard to invest in this tournament because – we're still, you know, the main focus is Roman, everything else. And this title gets introduced to basically be a distraction, to basically be... Justin, can, I, can I add on to that question? What if Roman's titles were combined into one title and he wasn't walking around with two? Would yeah. that make a difference? See, I don't think that really helps either because... Justin says, everybody's, everybody's still on the, everyone's still on the Cody's the one to do it. Cody's the one to do it. Cody's the one to do it. How does Cody complete the story? If you combine the titles, the title, the, the story is the WWE title. Cody needs to win the WWE title. You combine those titles and that title goes away. Cody doesn't complete the story. That's it. Like it's just it's a but really titles, combining those titles is still the WWE world or well I guess it's the Universal which is the championship he's going after yeah. but that's They're still dead. the main title like that's the lineage all the lineage of that is built in and I'm not arguing with arguing with you obviously I'm just like thinking about it out loud all that lineage is put into that like Wikipedia right would have run a lineage of the title the Raw title is its own entity now, like when the Universal title was introduced in yeah. 2016, when it started with Finn Balor, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I went to Kevin Owens. I believe he won the first tournament. Goldberg, oh, fucking Christ. Um, but that those belts, it it's tough to combine those belts because then how do you do it on Wikipedia with, with lineage? Because they are, you know, two belts. I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Years. And which one disappears? 
Well, you can't make one disappear because you can't yeah. delete that Wikipedia page, is exactly. what I'm saying. That's why I'm kind of trying to make that analogy. That's um, what's tough about the situation there. It's kind of like the NWA. Which is why you should have split them. See, no we, no, we cannot talk about this. We cannot go backwards. We cannot talk about why they should have split the belts. We, know Cody, we all agree Cody should have won. They should. Cody should have just said, SmackDown's getting a belt. There's your tournament. I only want this one belt. I want it for my daddy. You introduced the new belt for Cody. That's the new big belt around Cody's waist. I think we all could agree on that. Let's yeah. move on because we can go in reverse yes. for fucking hours. G, yes. what's the next topic? Um, uh, let's talk. We're on this show, so let's talk Usos versus Stenerico. So, yeah, going our way. Stenerico, I like. All right, so you want to go Bloodline versus Kevin O or? Stenerico, as yeah, you called it. I like it. But we got KO and Sami Zayn versus Solo Sokoa and the Tribal Chief, who at this point, I believe, will have entered 1,000 days as your Universal Champion, but, you know, as your WWE World Universal Heavyweight Champion of the Globe. Um, that is what he is. And now he's trying to add two more sets of tag titles. So, great and talk about it, my dude. Um, I honestly... Honestly, with Sammy and Kevin going over there for the first time in years where they've done the Saudi show, I, in my honest opinion, I don't think they throw it off of them because of interference from either the Usos or Solos just saying he's just had enough of everything and just walks out of the match. Part of me is, part of me is feeling that this match, they're all in the ring and then the match doesn't happen. For some odd reason. Oh, so you think the you think the match doesn't happen? Exactly. Mm. Well, we don't have a United States title match in here either. So I a, they they might play it off as oh Sammy doesn't want to go over again, blah 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 blah. It's not champions. Okay, so what do we do? I okay. mean you don't have the match. I mean either that happens or they're laid out or Roman and Solo are laid out before the match. Because Damn. you're obviously not going to have wow. Roman who's... Who you're, going, you're going WCW 1997 booking uh, here. Huh? There, there, there's a reason yeah. why. You're not going to lay out the guy who just hit a thousand days. You're not going to have him lose a match in Saudi Arabia for the tag titles. And you're not going to take him off of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn right now with a team of Solo Sako and Roman Reigns. And here's the reason... Why I'm going to say that Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns are going to lose the match, mm-hmm. and it's because the Usos are going to interject their, themselves into the match, but not on the behalf of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They still have that want to impress the Tribal Chief, and they're going to go out there, and even though Roman has chastised them two weeks in a row, even though he just told Jimmy to stay the fuck out of his business, the Usos are going to still try to help, and they're going to inadvertently cost to where Solo take. That's why the loss for Solo to Cody was so huge because now Solo can lose and it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. Cody beat him and Cody beat him clean, and then Solo is going to inadvertently get fucked. Like maybe he's going to eat a super kick from Jimmy or something, and then Haluva kick stunner one. Two, three, Roman's on the outside, like, like he just gets up, like maybe he could put through, puts through a table 
It, KO can put him through a table. Yeah. KO has beaten the fuck out of this guy over and over and over again throughout the years. Mm-hmm. It is not unfeasible for KO to put him through a table on the outside. Roman gets up from the table spot and he's like, what happened? Goes and watches the film. When he comes back three weeks from now, that's where this rivalry between Roman and Solo and the Usos, then they say, we're going to fight at Money in the Bank. And that's where we're going to get Roman and Solo against the Usos and Money in the Bank. Justin, I see you just pondering on this right now. What are your thoughts? See, I've been tossing this around here. And I honestly can't get over the whole, like, I I honestly believe Roman and Solo are taking these titles. Because right now, WWE's dropped the ball completely on Kevin and Sammy as tag champions. Like, they have not capitalized on that story after WrestleMania at all. Which is sad to say. I honestly just keep feeling like we're getting those titles on Roman and Solo just so Roman could taunt the Usos. Just so Roman could come out, taunt the Usos and say, you guys try to step up to me and turn your back on me and everything else. But look at this. I can still get the job done. Your brother is a champion now. Like... It's. I, I just feel like that's coming. And You're that, hurting my heart. I don't like it either. I I hate the thought of it because, like, again, if Roman wins the titles, the Usos have to beat them when they eventually have the Usos versus Roman and Solo. Oh, for fuck's sake! You and KP, just go hop on Faction Cast next time they're available because you and KPG are on the same page. I don't want it. KPG says, I think Roman and Solo versus Usos for the tag titles at SummerSlam would be great. Oh, my God. I said, oh, my God. Usos can tell Roman we carry the tag titles division past 10 years. Roman is treating it like a joke. Listen, I don't hate that, KPG. That's beautiful booking. Had Cody beaten Roman at WrestleMania. Then you split the belt. Cody brings the big gold belt, the introduction of it, and then you get the SmackDown, or Cody goes to SmackDown, and you get the Raw tournament, whatever, but Roman cannot, cannot be occupying both sets of tag titles while he is the world champion. I said, specifically, once this draft happened, I thought KO and Sammy would just be Raw champions. SmackDown's got eight quality tag teams, all right? They have more than eight quality tag teams. If you want to include Solo and Roman, the Usos and the OC and the Street Profits, and I, I can go on, all right? Do a tournament for the belts over there and put a new set of titles on there where the Usos fail to get, or maybe Roman and Solo get the SmackDown belts, but you cannot have Roman and Solo have the only set of tag team titles. Justin, I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm, I'm with you. I just, I, I hate the idea too. I just, I just can't get over that thought. That it's going to happen. Like, WWE is going to want this big thing because this is the big story. Nothing else in this company matters except for the bloodline story. And you need to spice it up as much as humanly possible. And they'll put it on levels like that. And they'll just throw the tag titles in there. Because, again, you're going to have Roman coming out there and basically just talking shit to the Usos over and over, going, you guys couldn't get the job done. Look at this. We got the job done. Right. Like, it's just, 
I feel like this whole story just would have been so much better if there was just no titles involved. No tag titles, no world titles, just being held hostage. If this whole story had just been Roman still talking shit, Uso's still talking shit, Roman just basically happened to put them in their place. Like they're talking like bad to him. They're talking up to him. He's just like, listen, I don't have the world titles no more, but that don't mean I ain't the tribal chief. I can put you guys in your place whenever the hell I want to. And then it's just like Roman having, having Roman just have all that thought that like, damn it. I lost my world titles. My family couldn't even hold their tag team titles. And it just starts eating at him, like making him more violent, more aggressive, Mm-hmm. to the Usos and then eventually solo like that would have been so much more of a compelling story than just hey let's strap the tag titles in this because apparently the story needs titles involved in it the world titles need to be held hostage more like well it's and, just- all, and you know that's all Roman's doing with it and it's not that it's held hostage he deserves it right at the end of the day let's be honest if anyone deserves what he's getting it's him he's earned it he's put the work in, in in this tribal chief role. But Justin and Graydon, again, we can't go backwards. We no. all agree at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. what should have happened, should have happened. Yep. We, we are two months later now. We cannot get mad about it. We have got to march forward, right? Like, we have got to march forward and think about how are these belts coming off of him? Is I love the tribal chief. Like I told my wife, this is gonna be fucked up. I got CM Punk tattoo. I don't care. I'll sound fucked up as it wants. I want to get a shield tattoo. I've wanted that hound tattoo for so long. It is sick as fuck. They are like the sickest three man faction stable. I, I have a I struggle calling three people a stable. I really do. Um, or even a faction. They're like a, a team, but yeah. I guess modern day WWE calls them a faction. They are the best three man faction stable trio, whatever you want to call them of all time. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. Um, so Roman has deserved this over the 10 years he has put in and gotten he, people hated this guy. Like they hated Roman Reigns, the Uber over baby face. Now he was getting dog food poured on him. Now look at him. Could you imagine this guy getting dog food poured on him? I mean he would just look at you like excuse me. <laughs> you better- you better, you better not even think about fucking even putting that can in my presence, motherfucker. So, <laughs> but no chance in hell, guys, he wins these tag team titles. And I want to move on. And I guess this is my topic. And I would love to move to the other side. I'd love to move to the other company. I'd love to move to another match. But if we're on Trace main events, then we're going to talk about Trace main events. And we're going to figure out how this man is getting to Roman. Because we all want it to happen. And I don't even give a fuck so much about this match itself. Cody got a cheap win over Brock at Backlash. We all were, like, flabbergasted by it, kind of upset by it. I watched the watch-along right here on Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can go check it out at bloodlinenetwork.com. It's just in there right on the main page. And I was like, everyone seemed a little let down by it. Like, Brock bladed hard or took it the hard way, however you want to go about it. Cody's in WWE and we're getting blood. No shit. A little Cody influence. Maybe it's a little... Triple H influence. Mm-hmm. However, it is, it is. Cody beat Brock. Everyone was trying to figure out how we're going to get Cody back up from Roman. I have said, I thought this Cody Brock feud was actually supposed to be for the world title. I thought Cody was supposed to beat Roman, and then they were going to carry this. Cody rolls Brock up, 
Then Cody goes to Saudi against Brock for the world title. And someone might have came back and said, hey, we're going to go about it a little bit differently. Um, and maybe that's what happened. Cody wins this match. And I think still we're going to get Cody Roman at SummerSlam. I don't know how. Maybe it's money in the bank. I did throw the Drew possibility out there earlier. I would love that. Um, but you could do, go about that differently. Cody winning the money in the bank, as Justin said at one point. I watched um, two weeks ago. I rewatched our episode. Go back and check it out. It was great. Um, Cody winning the money in the bank and just going to SmackDown and saying, hey, it's you and me at SummerSlam guy. And that's what's going down. Roman already got a 1,000 days. Cody goes and beats him clean at SummerSlam. And Roman goes away until, like, the Royal Rumble. And that's how the cookie crumbles. And um, that's that's my prediction. Not a prediction, because I said the thing about Drew. So I'm not sitting here trying to say I call multiple things. I just think if I were to have the pencil at this point, you don't wait till WrestleMania. You have Cody win the money in the bank and just hand that briefcase over and say, it's you and me at SummerSlam. And I'm beating your ass. And that's it. G, what are your thoughts? My, my thoughts are it all depends on what they do in Money in the Bank. Are we having two different men's Money in the Bank matches? I don't think so. It's going to be – it's and, and again, I'm not, there. Now, I'm not there. Now we have, based on the past, it'll be one and one, a man, no, and, a, a man and a woman. No, but, but it, we're now in a brand split. Last time we had a brand split, we had two men's briefcases and two women's briefcases. That's what I'm saying. You now have a major title on Raw. Are they doing two Money in the Bank men's matches? No, I think they'll just. I think we're just getting. I think we're just getting one men's, one women's. Because the men's men's passion on whoever it'd be like the Raw. Yeah, if it's one, then it's going to be Cody winning Money in the Bank. But if it's two, it's going to be Cody winning one and somebody else like Drew or. Someone else winning the other one because I I think having the two in there, well, let me rephrase it. Having the one in there makes it intriguing because it's like oh now Cody could go after Seth if he wanted to, and put title up against title with Roman at SummerSlam. That would be because, Co- because Roman wouldn't see him as a threat even with the briefcase. He goes, I beat you on the grand stage of them all. Why would I want to face you at SummerSlam, even if you have the contract? You and have this title belt, and that's, that where, I don't and have. that's where Cody goes. Yes, because you still had your family behind you. Yes, and now you don't. Exactly. The Usos, where are they? You just fought them at Money in the Bank. You just punked out the Usos. Where are they? Solo, he's the one who beat me. Solo beat me with the spike. You didn't beat me. Where's Solo? Oh, he left you after Money in the Bank. You're by yourself now. It's me and you. It's one-on-one. Let's go. True. It it could go down that way, too. I mean, mean, it's one of those things that all roads point to Cody winning a Money in Bank match at some point in time. Or even, like, some sort of King of the Ring comeback. And have Cody win King of the Ring. (laughs) And do it that way. I'm with you. I'm with you big time, dude. I hope I hope it goes down that way. Um, I just because before they change it to night of champions, I'm like, this would be a perfect time 
when they were announcing the brand split, when those rumors were there before they changed it to Night of Champions, that King of the Ring, I'm like, that's how you do your tournament to determine your new other champion for the other brand is the night is the King of the Ring tournament. Right. Whoever wins that would be that champ. Which is and what it, this was supposed to be in the yeah, first place. Exactly. So you have to have a man's exactly. women's king and queen of the ring. And the last time they did that, it was Xavier Woods and Selena Vega. So yeah. it was complete rubbish. Selena Vega beating Piper Niven or Dewdrop yeah. in fucking 90 seconds still blows my mind. Um, Justin, I feel everything great in saying for sure. I understand it. What do you think, bro? What, how are we getting there? I. I honestly believe Cody's winning this first off. But I think you got to go Cody winning money in the bank. As much as, you know, you could go rumble again. I don't think anybody wants to wait that long. And I don't think anybody wants to see really Cody go to Pete. I think you have to go money in the bank with all this talk that Roman's going to go on an even lighter schedule than usual. You got to get those titles off of him before he disappears for God knows how long. It's just, again, I don't, I'm not crazy for the idea of it being money in the bank again, like being the way to do it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. with the titles basically on the edge of being off TV for a very, very long period of time, you got to come up with something quick before we're literally sitting here waiting until next year at WrestleMania. That's a little way, that's way too long to wait right now. I think you got to go, you got to go Cody with, with money in the bank here. You got to get him through this Brock match. You got to get this shit over with and then just have it be, you can have money in the, if, if we're honestly, if I'm still sticking with the whole Roman and solo win the tag team titles, I think Roman and solo win the tag titles. They face the Usos at money in the bank. They lose to the Usos at Money in the Bank. And then Roman actually gets an opponent for SummerSlam. But then you have Cody come out right before the match starts. Cash in the Money in the Bank. It's a triple threat. It's an honorable fucking cash in because he can be. It's literally not freaking dirty cash in. It actually happened with the match not started yet. Cody cashes in. You get a triple threat. If you want to make sure that Roman doesn't get pinned, whoever the fuck Roman's opponent is is going to eat the pin. But honestly, I think Roman can take the pin, make the triple threat, make a triple threat with Cody's cash in. Cody literally, like, you can build the whole thing up with Cody leading into that that cash in going, when I use this money in the bank, I'm pinning Roman Reigns, and that is it, like... And that night, he cashes in, makes it a triple threat, an honorable cash-in. Before the match even starts, we get an epic fucking triple threat, and Cody does what he said he was going to do. Cody pins Roman. Roman goes off on his freaking vacation, doing whatever the hell he wants to do. We now have the tag titles on the Usos again, which, again, that's 50-50, however the hell you feel about that. But, again, the titles are off Roman. He can go do his thing. Cody's got the titles. He completes the story. We're off to the races here. Uh, you tell a good story. I'm going to tell you I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because I don't want Roman getting four belts. It makes zero sense. Yeah. KO and Sammy need to hold those belts. 
there has been many people who have speculated, and I'm with them, and I'm in hope that the tag team championship match at SummerSlam is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against D-I-Y. And it's right there. It's right there, all right? It's easy as hell to do. Let's hope that's the route they go. And quite frankly, I think they're going to go that way. And these tag team titles need to be broken up. I've said it many a times now. There's Mm -hmm. at least 16 tag teams in WWE. Eight Raw, eight SmackDown. Raw tag titles, SmackDown tag titles, Street Profits, OC, Usos, whatever the fuck else you want to do over on the SmackDown side of things. Just those three tag teams alone are qualifiable to have a set of belts on that show. But I want to move on. I want to go to AEW so fucking badly just because we're doing topic battle royal prediction show and I want to go back and forth and flip-flop. But I don't want to be like the WWE and disrespect the women, all right? And I know they don't disrespect the women because they put them on TV a hell of a lot. But it is so fucking disrespectful not calling this a main event, okay? How are you going to tout a triple main event and not call Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus a fucking main event. No title. I don't care. It is Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Okay. Go to chat GBT. GPT. All right. They automated the 10 best women of all time. Who's number one? Trish Stratus. Number six was like Becky Lynch. That's some automated AI app bot. You ask actual wrestling fans. We're going to tell you, Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch are in the top five of all time. And if you don't have both women in the top five all time, I guarantee you, you have both women in the top ten of all time. So it is just so disgustingly unacceptable to me that this match is just some sort of filler match on a Saudi show because they want it. And again, not a hater of Saudi shows, love Saudi shows. Love a daytime Saturday afternoon show to chill with my guys, have a couple of drinks. I love that those fans get twice yearly or thrice yearly shows. Because guess what? They're good people who deserve good wrestling shows like everybody else, all right? They're just normal folk like, like we are. So I love that they get that. But at the end of the day, this match not being called a main event like the three men's matches is bullshit and highly disrespectful. This match could have main evented SummerSlam in Detroit, close to fucking Canada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe we still get there, and maybe this whole rant's for nothing, but at the end of the day, these two women deserve far better than just to be thrown into a match at fucking Night of Champions because it's a big money show in Saudi Arabia. I'll get off my fucking stand. I'll step down right now, and I'm gonna just say back Trish wins. Trish wins because I'm going to hope this maybe continues to a future match. And if that is the case, the heel has to win the first match. So I'm going to go with Trish Stratus here. And I'm also going to raise my glass and say hello to my brothers from down under. My boy Tom, broadcast podcast. But I also want to say hello to Alan as well. Alan is fucking hilarious, dude. I love what you guys do on Brocast Podcast. Go and check them out. You can find them, of course, on Brocast Podcast, on the Universal Wrestling Podcast, and most importantly, like you, on the Bloodline Entertainment 
Network. Love you guys. Love you guys. But there's my take on the Becky Trish thing. It's just very disrespectful. I guess I hope Trish wins and it continues this feud. Graydon, thoughts? I, I, I'm there with you, Tim. It, it is kind of disrespectful. It's also kind of disrespectful. Now, not just to Trish and Becky, but to Austin Theory. Having a pay-per-view called Night of Champions and not having him on the card at all. Oh, okay. But because you already have the women's, you already have a women's title match. Or even have Rhea. Well, where's Rhea's match? She's a champ. Right. I thought Night of Champions was all titles on the line. I thought that was the premise of the show. I think we're going to get a Rhea Natty match. I mean, okay. no one gives a fuck about that, but I think we're well, going to get yeah. a Rhea Natty match, yeah. yeah. No, but, but it, even this match, to me, should have been built out just a touch more. I mean, they brought right. Becky Lynch back a little bit too soon, in my opinion, because they wanted it for the show. Well, I agree. This should have been the SummerSlam show or even the Money in the Bank show. Think about this. This could have been your main event after the two Money in the Bank matches. Oh, at Money in the Bank. Yes. This could have been the closing yes. show, closing match of that show. Because it's worthy as fuck, dude. It, it is. is so worthy. Like, you have you have the top woman of a generation and probably one of the top two women of this generation. Correct. At top three at minimum, but yeah, yeah. Top, two. top three at minimum, yeah. Her and Charlotte are one A and one B, in my yeah. opinion. And yeah. Sasha Mercedes is right yeah. there with them. Like it's the three of them. And Bianca exactly. and Bianca now is fucking edging her way into that same class. Like Bianca's about to fucking stamp herself in there. But yeah, yeah G, keep on. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things, it's like, yeah, we understand the feud happened because of the women's take titles. We understand that. But, I mean, honestly, I thought if they wanted this match here, you build it up once more. You build it at Trish versus Lita at Saudi. And then you have Becky return at Saudi. Oh, you have Becky return at Saudi to go with Trish for costing her the tag titles. And then you do that at SummerSlam. Yes. That way you yes. get – because I'm thinking now they're – I was just putting in my head as you were talking – and as I see our guy Lennox, what's up, Lennox? So your one's up for Lennox. He said his money is on Legend herself, Trish Stratus, to get the victory on Becky Lynch, which makes yeah. sense again to keep the story going. Big time agree. But as you were talking, G, I was sitting there processing and thinking, what if? Remember, Lita got attacked backstage. What if this is all just one big setup for a Trish versus Lita match at SummerSlam to retire them both? And like that is their way. To go out, they're there. They're close to Canada. They each get one more match. They do it together, besties forever, and then they go out. Maybe that's what they're doing. And so I might be rescinding my some of my statements, but this is a motherfucker main event. So I won't rescind that. It is. Justin, talk to us, Daddy. How do I even put this? Like this whole feud. It could be a main event. It could if you if they built it up like a main event. It definitely didn't build this whole thing up like a main event. That's for sure. Well, it feels well. like a it just feels like a side feud right now. It just I don't know. Like as somebody who is honestly really not invested in this feud because how we've gotten to this situation here, I just 
I don't know. Like, I'm going to just plug um, and give a shout out to CNC Connection. Shouts to to Char and Courtney. They were talking about great, great show today, dude. That was a fucking killer show. They were talking about this being a trilogy. And I'm just like, I can't really see this working as a trilogy. Because the feud really hasn't been built up like good enough. And it's really not doesn't feel that intriguing really like the fact that it started over the tag titles and then Trish came out talking about how she, you know, she's not a sidekick. She's nobody's sidekick, but she was basically put in a feud where no matter what she was going to be the sidekick, like it just, it's not intriguing me. The promos have been really bad and I still don't have really much to say about this especially being the fact that like what do you get out of this that actually is like a plus out of here trish getting a win over becky wow cool it just proves that trish somehow still has it even though she didn't look very good when she had to fill in for lita that wasn't a good look like becky doesn't need to beat trish she's already established enough like, this is just, this whole thing just feels like a nostalgia thing. And Trish maybe just trying to prove something to herself, which to me just goes, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. Feud just feels, again, it, it could have been a main event if it was built up more like a main yeah. event. But it, it's basically been built up like a side feud. That's all it feels like. Who wins the match? Probably Trish. So it continues. So as much as and maybe that's why it feels like a, a side feud. Yo, first of all, shout out to our girl, the first, first lady. lady of the Bloodline Entertainment Network, JD, Russell Brunt Podcast. Check her out. Hope you're having a great weekend, my friend. Yeah. I think but, we are getting a trilogy out of this, though. I do. I, I really can feel it because I feel like you're going to have though, Justin, right? Because Lita, if you watch it, Lita can't work. Lita's done, right? So Trish, it looks like Trish can still go. She looks great. It looks like she can still move. So I I don't necessarily think a trilogy is so bad, but I just think fucking thrusting this in is not a main event is awful. Like Graydon said, you could book this two money in the bank, had your two money in the bank matches, had a Seth Rollins world title match on that show because we all know Roman's not going to defend his belt. Or... Seth Rollins world title match, a Roman and Solo versus Usos tag match, two Money in the Bank matches, and your main event, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Or your co-main event with Roman and Solo versus the Usos and Seth, you know, and you could have worked that in and built it. I digress. It is what it is. Um, Whatever. Justin, we're back to you now. What do you want to talk about, my dude? Let's see what we've got match-wise. You know what? Let's jump to AEW because you're clinging to go to AEW. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's talk. Let's let's just fucking go for it here. We're gonna go the anarchy in the arena because oh my god, dude. Let's go. Dude, I am so fucking pumped for this shit. I love this story. I love this story so much. And honestly, like I said, I don't think it's over yet. 
I don't think we've gotten to the point where this anarchy in the re- in the arena is even hit is going to hit its freaking like huge moment. I think we still got more to come here. I honestly think we're going to get the Takesh to turn. We're going to have him come out. He's going to turn. We're going to get a Bushi. I want to see it. Let's fucking do it. Five on five, anarchy in the arena. I need Kota Bushi fucking moonsaulting off. His Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. So you think this is going down this week on Dynamite? Because we only have one yes. week to build. You think this is going down this week? Yes, I hope it Kota does. Kota Bushi this week. That would be fucking epic. Make it happen, AEW. Please, like, there's no way in hell that you would just bring Takeshita in and not have it continue that he's involved in this somehow. you got to get to it, which means it's going to have to be Ibushi. Hell, save Ibushi for the fucking surprise at Double or Nothing. Like, Which is what I was going to ask you. So before you even continue and go on to answer it, because you're already going about your five-on-five, five, which I'm with, do you think that the women just get completely fucked out of a five-on-five five blood and guts and we start – with this four-on-four anarchy in the arena, then you get your debut of Ibushi at Double or Nothing, because as you know, we get debuts every D.O.N. So keep going, talk about what you want to talk about, but add that into it, because, Jay, I don't think we got enough time to integrate Ibushi into this by next week. That's what I'm saying. Keep him as a surprise. You can put Takeshita in this and make it feel like the Elite has nothing, that the elite has no way to come back from this. Oh, showing up at double or nothing. Like they come out. So it's four on four. So it's four on four. Takeshka comes out, and then Abushi comes out for the save. Mm-hmm. Like Takesh just turns on them, joins BCC, and then it's like, oh my god, the elite are in trouble. I wonder who's going to come save them. Like, will they find someone to help them at, at, to be five on five at in, in, in anarchy at the arena? And then just as they all come out, double or nothing night, you just see Kenny just point music. Abushi comes out. We get five on five. We get Abushi moonsaulting out of the rafters and shit. Like that's like just how he showed up. That would be fucking crazy. That'd be fucking uh, epic. Bakley says. Have Takeshka intervene and help the BCC win. Then Ibushi debuts to save the elite after the match. That would be dope for sure. JD says she listened to Brian talk about fickle amateurs. I just <laughs> fickle like fucking because amateur and fickle the same thing, and I love it. But he can talk about fucking fickle amateurs all day. Hype for the suit because just like we were just talking about with Trish and Becky, this is just we're just hitting the beginning of this. There is so much potential with all eight of these men or all ten of these men because you know damn well we've screamed about it. Bakley said it. Justin said it. I've said it. Takashka has bled with Mox. What a match. He bled with Claudio. What a match. He bled with Brian. What a fucking match. This dude even wrestled Max on TV. My God. I know Max ain't a part of the BCC, but this dude even made Maxwell Jacob Friedman wrestle a fucking match on television. This is how good Kanosuke Takeshka is, okay? And, and he wrestled Wheeler, but then just he bled with all of them, and then they made him fucking bleed. So, yes, I don't think it's Don Callis in the BCC, but I think mm-hmm. it is Kanosuke Takeshka in the BCC in some capacity. I don't I, I don't think it's Dynamite, though. I think it's 
It might be too soon. It might not. He's been off TV for two weeks. You might get there. You might. I think Takesha helps him at the pay-per-view, thus getting them the victory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To talk about your uh, the, the women getting the five-on-five, five, I don't think they're getting a five-on-five, five, and that's kind of just shitty for shitty. them. Because, but the thing is, that feud has really just been suffering. They've he really been it. suffering. Justin, you killed it. Justin, we've been talking about this feud for fucking three and a half months. That's suffocating. It's going nowhere, dude. And that's the thing. Again, we're not getting any clarification on what is happening here. What is the fucking story here? Because as far as I'm, as far as I see, it's a tribalistic fucking story. And I fucking hate it if it's a tribalistic story. It all, like, if, if we're plugging this whole thing as fucking homegrown talent versus newbies who walked into the talent, you're basically fucking telling me that this is some tribalistic fucking story of AEW better than people that weren't here beforehand. Like, it's really shitty. And again, it's told so wrong with Britt going out there and saying, unless you're freaking basically an OG... And uh, not a home, and if you're not a homegrown talent, then I don't want to freaking see you here in this damn division. It's just like, cool, you just don't want the division to grow. And everybody's all fucking happy about that. It's just so confusing to me because I don't know where this story is. You have said it from the very beginning. You have said that exact same sentiment. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from for sure. And I think it is complete crap that we're not getting that five on five i think though bro i think and it's sad but i think that they're still dragging this out because they're waiting for thunder rosa and i've said it from day one have i not i've said this whole thing is contingent upon thunder rosa coming back and joining the outcasts and now with collision coming we see her back she's gonna come back we hear the reports about soraya and her fucking, I, she even quote tweeted one stop wrestling this morning and was like, you're fucking fake news, you're bullshit. And I'm like, why are you giving this guy fucking clout? Jesus Christ. But like, um, the whole thing is Thunder Rosa is going to have an integral part of this, I think. And that's what they're waiting on. And she's going to join Soraya side of it. And I just, I think that they're confused on how to, to book it, but they should have focused on the women and the five on five first. And I mm-hmm. think just like everything else, like Miro and Andrade and Punk, they're waiting for collision, which ultimately fucked them because Justin, how hot were we on this story eight weeks ago? We were no, fucking we were dude. hot. Like this was so dope. Like we're like, all right. Uh, yo, every week I had a different five on five lined up. I was like, it's gonna be Jamie and Britt. I even had Jada on the face side with Sheeta and maybe Nyla or something against Soraya and Tony and Ruby and Thunder and Taya once Taya came. What a team, what a five on five team that is. But they have just fucking completely abandoned what they're doing. Jamie Hayter has become non-existent the past three weeks. Is it's it's it. I know she wrestled the tag team match, but even in the tag team match, she was fucking like, no, she got replaced by Sheeta. I digress. I'm done. We're not even talking about the women right now. I'm I'm with you with that whole story because I just got to cover. I just got to say this quick. Like, I don't think we're even going to get that now because with Thunder going, the the advertisement is Thunder going to collision. So, like, 
basically we're keeping them apart. So we're not putting her involved in this story, it seems like. And I just don't... Everything that we basically were just like, it seems like we're heading here. Seems like we're heading here. Seems like we can get five on five, like blood and guts for the women. And it's just like everything has just basically been not still just Brit and Jamie and like involving somebody else feuding with outcasts. Brit's Brit's feuding with the outcasts. And it's it's so easy. It's so easy just to have Brit, Jamie, Sheeta in whatever two else you want to do. There's a hundred of them. Like you just choose whether it's Willow. Willow, I thought should have been on that team. Like she's like the rookie that you're building. I know it's Sky Blue's there, but between Willow and Sky Blue, you choose Willow. But again, I digress because what's on the screen right now is the anarchy in the arena. And that's what we're talking about in this match. I personally am fucking stoked through the fucking moon form. I think it should be the main event. I get why it's not the world championship. They built it the last nine weeks have been great build for that match. But look at this match. John Moxley, your ring of honor world champion, Claudio Castanelli, Brian fucking Danielson and Wheeler Yuta against Kenny fucking Omega, the young bucks and hangman Adam page. I, I, I mean, could this match get any bigger? I said the other night on the show, I love that this is a match because it's consolidating these guys all into one match, which means that you can do 10, 11 other matches, getting Ricky Sarks versus Jay White on and Keith Lee versus Swerve because you have all of these guys in one match. But this is just the beginning of this, okay? This will be the match of the night, but this is the first match. The BCC is winning this match. One million gazillion mm-hmm. trillion fucking percent. The BCC is winning this match, likely due to the help of Kanosuke Takeshka. So here's a question then. Is this just going to stay four on four? And yes. then we get five on five blood and guts? Sadly, yes. And the women get fucked. I think the women get fucked, which is why I was asking you your thoughts. Because forever yeah. we thought the women were getting the blood and yeah. guts. But I do think that, yes, we eventually are going to see Kenny and Brian out of this. We will see the Bucks against like Claudio and Wheeler, and we'll see mixed and Matt and like maybe Brian Hangman again or something, but like Matt Jackson versus Claudio or some weird shit, Hangman versus Claudio, which would be epically fucking awesome. Um, we're gonna get a bunch of that stuff, but yeah, dude, I think it's eventually gonna lead to as we've all said. And I'm not spoiling. Um, Abushi coming on the elite side of things and. And having the golden elite thing, whatever the fuck that is, and Takeshka bleeding and being with the BCC and making like the raddest, coolest fucking faction of all time, which I am all in for. And Graydon, before you go, want to give big shouts and props. Our boy Brian Cook, Razor Once from BC, our boy from Chicago. Where the hell is Jamie Caker? I'm saying, bro. I'm fucking saying. And yeah, I can't wait for Anarchy in the Arena, dude. It's going to be. And fuck at the same time. <clears throat> Gee, <laughs> what you got, bro? The question in this match is the role Don Callis plays. He just screwed over Kenny. Mm-hmm. All signs point to him joining the BCC. What happens if during this match it just stays these four on four? But he brings in a bunch of other guys and manages them and builds up a new faction of four and 
where we have blood and guts instead of a five on five, it's three teams of four oh. in blood and guts. Bro, Jesus God. You are just fan you are you're Russo in ninety seven. You just continue to Russo more. And I don't no, hate it. No, I love it. Because the only other thing oh I can see with the whole callus thing is that it's a swerve on a swerve. Callus turn on Kenny just to think he's going to join the BCC just to turn on whoever he aligns with to go back with the Golden Elite. Oh, God. It, it, it's Don Callis. He's done it before. Yeah. He'll do it again. He, he will even be, he will even commentate during that turn on collision for you. <laughs> so, Graydon, you, you're a little more uh, like global wrestling. You watch a little more um, of the yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So, Don Callis, United Empire, Will Ospreay. Well, you know, brov. That's all Will Ospreay says, brov, brov. Yes. I said it, I think, maybe it was last night, fuck. Um, you know, United Empire in New Japan is like the biggest over babyface stable, even though they're not essentially a babyface stable. Don Callis, by his brovs in his Twitter profile, is insinuating that he is joining up with United Empire, who happened, Will Ospreay, who happens to be Kenny Omega's biggest enemy right now. I don't think that's the case. Will Ospreay does not need Don Callis. Will Ospreay is going to go for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship when he wins the G1, and he will win that championship next year at Wrestle Kingdom. So, I don't... The heel turn with Don Callis is a backwards move to me. So, I'm asking you, do you think it's with United Empire? Who is this new faction Don Callis is with. Maybe it's a recreation of with Jay White coming in. Maybe it's a bullet club. Mm-hmm. You have Kenny, you have the Bucks on one side. I mean, you you have pretty much three of the members of the Bucks uh, of the of the um bullet club right there. One of them being mm-hmm. a former leader. Why not Cal say, Hey, I turn on you, Kenny. Why? Because they turned on you. Damn. And you bring in, because okay. you already have Jay White there. If he's going to be a big star for this company, why not throw him in in something like this with these four other big stars of your company? Damn. And that's a great way to book Jay White. If you, that instantly gives credibility to a guy who we've been saying is already floating around doing nothing when he was just the IWGP champion, beating Okada, running the Bullet Club, maybe the best it's ever been. See what BC's got to say. Question. One of the most shocking betrayals you've ever seen in wrestling for me is Hogan joining the NWO, Paul Bear smashing the urn over Undertaker. Yeah, that was crazy. Yep. Yeah, I've said it many times on these airwaves. When Hulk Hogan turned heel, I was a kid in the Wisconsin. I was I'm from Chicago. I was on vacation in the Chicago Dells. It was June, July, Bash of the Beach, obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it live. I saw the nitro the next night. Mm-hmm. And I just started like freaking out, screaming, yelling. And my dad's like, This shit's fake. Stop it. And I was like screaming at my dad and all this shit. And you know, I got the good old whack and I got grounded for the night. And uh, I didn't get to enjoy the rest of my night. And I didn't get to watch the rest of Nitro. But that really affected me because, God damn, Hulk Hogan turning heel is the saddest thing ever. <laughs> Fuck. It's and Psycho Sid, when he turned on Shawn Michaels. Um, 
I was still just a kid. It's around the same age of time. I didn't quite grasp that Sid was going to rip Sean apart. So Big Daddy Cool and Sean could form the two dudes with attitudes. And, uh, well, thank God that happened because while Sid viciously ripped him apart and hit him with three power bombs in the camera, two dudes with attitudes was fucking awesome. It was. It was. But what else you got on this, G? I mean, besides that wild card of Callus, I really don't have anything. I mean, the BCC is going to win. Yeah. And 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 I know this is not going to happen, but with that eye patch, I think Adam Page should try a pirate gimmick. <laughs> Captain Cowboy shit. Let's go. Captain Cowboy shit. There you go. There you the go. Pirate shit. The Captain pirate shit. Pirate shit. <laughs> he says he just got into wrestling in 96 in time Stone Cold Steve Austin. Caught that 316 promo and see what Hogan did was wow. Yeah, that was just about the time that wrestling was about to perk right after the awful, awful year. That was 1995 in both companies. JD says, Paul Bear on Taker. Chomp on Johnny. That was a goodie. The credits aired. He just grabbed that son of a bitch and just, I mean, we all know I ain't got to revise it, but damn. Maybe one that involves the guy who's involved in this. The Moxley turning on Seth the nights Roman went out with cancer, dude. Like, dude, me fucking stunned. I was happy about it. I thought that was dope character change and shit. What about Seth's turn on the Shield? Like that one. Who who saw that coming? Unexpected that night, dude. Stone uh, during the invasion angle. I mean, it might have been left field, but Stone Cold turning on the WWE. Yeah, yeah. That's... yeah, man, my head just can't spin the Russo era. I just still can't relate. <laughs> Yo, there were heel turns, face turns. Big Show was a heel in the face and same night multiple times. No, I digress. All right, so we all got. We're all. I, I think we're all in agreement. This might be match of the night. Probably a match of the night. We're most excited about this match. Um, let's keep it going. G, pick the next topic, dog. What do you want to talk about? Jade versus Taya. Jade versus Taya. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Speak on it, baby. Honestly, her with her record going, Jade's the be- one of the best things that's going on in that women's division right now. 500 days. Yes. Just went yes. over. Yeah. And, I mean, right now would be a good time for somebody to dethrone her so Jade could get that AEW Women's Championship and do the same thing again with that. Oh, jeez. Or wow. Or even Jade wins here, challenges for the women's title, be like, you've been avoiding me. This title's been avoiding me all along. You guys have been playing games to try and get me, to keep me away from this title. And she comes in, it's champion versus champion. She wins and goes. I don't need. I don't need the TBS title. Here you go. You are Vince Russo, or I'm, I'm going to fucking just start calling you Vince Russo for now. I, I'm actually thinking of it as the option C in Impact with the exhibition title. Bro, didn't 
Wait, oh, how can I what's up? What's up, Kofi Weedson? Kofi Weedson, bay, bay, dirty heels. Go check out the dirty heels podcast. Appreciate you. Haven't I been saying that? Haven't I been saying that on like your show and every other show where I've just been like, there is absolutely like it would not surprise me if Jade just drops the title just just so she remains undefeated. Well, 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 think about it as this. The TBS title was actually created as a way to be the mid card for the women's. No, it was created as a title. It was created specifically for Jade Cargill because she wasn't ready to be women's champion. So they needed a trophy for her to walk around with. And they said, hey, what can we do? That's it. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but. That's why they made that belt. Yeah. Well, with her record now, I think she's more than deserving of a world title run. I love Jade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've always been a proponent of Jade. Someone who looks like that, I don't care if you can't work. Fucking, it doesn't matter. Someone who looks like that, you're a world champion to me, dude. Just as long as you can do minimal things which i think she could do but yo justin rolling his eyes like crazy this whole time so i want to first of all graden graden who's winning this match you think jade retains and then yeah she does that yes all right yes she she goes the option c route from impact all right yeah just wanted to i just wanted to clarify justin you're rolling your eyes like fucking crazy this whole time who i you can't contain your Jade dislike, so let's talk, I let's, don't, let's talk about it. I'm not into Jade. I'll say it every time, dude. I Listen, woman has an incredible look, but I want to see. I, 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 I question every time, how the fuck can that woman not work? Like, her in-ring work is just rough to watch still. But I watch her, and I just go, she's, she's got the look. How the fuck is it not working other than that, like it just—it's crazy. This rain has been. Just... I, think, I think I think Justin and I'm so sorry for cutting you off. I think it's just because they ask her to do. This is gonna sound weird, but they ask her to do too much in a fucked up way. She should literally get out there, get in the ring, take her opponent and smash, and then mm-hmm. like. She has just worked with random, and I mean no disrespect, because I love independent wrestling, like, to death. But these workers, these independent talents, should be on Dark and Elevation that it gets gone. So now they should be on Rampage and ROH. Like, Jade still doing open challenges on Rampage to where Danny Moe answers her. I mean, no disrespect to Danny Moe. She's a fucking great worker, okay? But at the end of the day, yo... Jade is bigger than fucking Danny Moe. And how many times have we said Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, she wrestled Thunder Rosa one time, Mercedes Martinez interfered, cost her the TBS championship belt. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Soraya, Tony Storm. Where the fuck are these matches? I hope in the worst way that Taya beats Jade. This is like Taya feel, I feel like they've been waiting for stat and stat just is not ready. Taya is ready. She is there. She is there right now, okay? The Taya-Jade match, when, when Taya couldn't use her finisher, was a fine TV match. I feel like Taya is such a good worker. She's going to wrestle Jade to her best match ever at Double or Nothing, and Taya is going to win. And the loss will hurt Jade 
zero. Yeah. All right. Because people need to lose in wrestling. Yeah. Just as I said with Solo Sokoa earlier, the best thing that ever happened to his career was losing to Cody clean because now he can go and take losses because it's fucking wrestling. And that's what Tony Khan doesn't get. People lose in wrestling, all right? And that's why he doesn't book people. He puts them in that island of irrelevancy because he thinks they only need to win. No, you can book prospect A versus prospect B and prospect B can take the loss and then Prospect B can go fucking fight Prospect C, all right? That's how wrestling is. Jade can lose. Let her lose. And yes, G, then let her go yeah. and fight Jamie and Soraya and Tony for that big fucking belt. Where's Jade yeah, and Britt? Where is Jade and Britt? Where's Jade in that feud against originals against the outcasts? And she should be a face on the original yes. side, as I've yes. said, Justin, yeah. how many times on this show? Yep, exactly. I said Jade and Taya should be mixed into that. Yeah. So whereas Britt, yes. Jamie, Sheeta, and Jade, just as your core four against those three outcasts mm -hmm. and Taya, then Thunder Rosa is your fifth. And then you have Soraya, you have Tony, you have Ruby, you have Taya, and you have Thunder. Oh my fucking God. Yep. Against mm -hmm. Britt, Jamie, Sheeta, Jade. And the upcoming superstar Willow Nightingale. Dude, why haven't they booked this for five on five of blood and guts yet? Probably because he doesn't is, care about the women. And is, that sucks. Is this a step down for Taya too? No. no. Oh my God. This is the biggest step up for her. This is the best thing she's okay. ever done in her career. If she wins this belt, first of all, her wrestling a double or nothing is the in for all the success she's had in triple A. For all the success she's had in Impact Wrestling, this on a pay per view that sells for fifty dollars, that twenty five to thirty thousand people are going to get, this is the biggest match that woman has ever had in her career. And mind you, I watched Taya wrestle right in front of me against mm -hmm. Tessa Blanchard, throwing chairs at each other through the crowd, like literally on my lap at Warrior Wrestling. All right. <laughs> this match in front of how many in Las Vegas? 18,000 in Las Vegas in front of 20,000 on 50, $50 mm -hmm. pay-per-view. This is the biggest match of her career. And I hope to God she wins it. She's more than deserving. And Jade, Jade is more than deserving to get away from this championship belt. Mm -hmm. But Just even said it. He said she needs a good dance partner. And that is absolutely agreed right there because I'll even say it. I think Jade's best match as TBS champion was against Ty, Ty Mello. Like, yes, that, that was fantastic, was, bro. That was her best match. It was like, it was just like she was in there with Ty. Ty, what like worked her ass off. Jade stepped it up. And it's just like, ever since then, Every other match she's had has just been like, uh, uh. Well, and that's sad because people forget how great Ty is because of everything that happened with her and Sammy. And Ty's not even around anymore because of everything. Like, oh, it blows my mind. And that the, the tag team fucking hardcore match they had, my girl. She's my girl. Watch the video. Watch the video. All right. That's my girl. I love mm -hmm. Ty. She came out. She was still face. The Brazilian flag, dude. The face paint. They did the kiss thing. Yeah, that was. 
I think but I'm with you. Taya needs to win this. It's time for Jade to move on from the TBS title. Stop keeping her locked in with this title. Get her doing something else. Let's get the TBS title actually moving finally. And let's put it on Taya because now Taya actually has more of a chance to actually have it happen because mm-hmm. now it's just like, you hindered me by saying I can't use my finisher. Well, guess what? Now I basically can. So now I'm going to beat your ass and I'm taking that title. Like, let's just do it already. Enough with keeping mm-hmm. Jade locked in there because we know she's going to move on eventually to the to the to the actual women's title. Like, get her there already. So let's keep it there. That'll be the topic that I'm going to bring up. That's the topic I'm bringing up right now. It'll be the AEW Women's World Championship. Let's keep it with the women. Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. We've got the outcasts. We got the originals. We've talked about it maybe five times now. All right. Jamie has got to win this match. Is there any way? Now, if it was Jamie versus Soraya, which I think they're waiting for Jamie versus Soraya, and maybe they're trying to play this whole thing out through the summer to all out. Or all, all out. Yes, not all in, all out. Maybe they do blood and guts in Chicago because I still think they're coming to Chicago. Maybe they do blood and guts in Chicago at All Out. And that's where we slow build, get the Thunder Rosa, get Jade involved, get Ty involved. Maybe Ty is not involved. Maybe you get other people involved because Ty is defending that belt against Stat or something. But I think personally, we're going to get Jamie Hitter against Soraya at All In in front of that UK crowd at Wembley as that makes the most sense. So, to me, this is easy peasy. Jamie Hayter is retaining her AEW Women's Championship here. G, we'll go to you first. We'll swing it over to Graydon. I I agree with you, Tim. Jamie Hayter's going to win this. I don't see any way, even if it is a, um, even if it is a, um, what is it? Interference by the outcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, or even the originals helping out after the outcasts come in. I don't think Tony Storm's winning this because, like Tim said, it's that build up to like Soraya. Soraya's your big name. You want her, she will be that name that you put into the women's championship match, mm-hmm. championship on that will carry you forward, kind of like Britt was when you first started. Soraya versus. Jamie Hader at All In is a dope freaking sounding matchup. That plugs yes. for yeah. Ed big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if that's a build up here, I see Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. I see her going through the outcast till get to Soraya. Mm-hmm. With each one, she goes, I've been all of you. I want you. And it's not Soraya coming after her saying, I'm going in after your belt. It's Hater pointing at her, going, I want you. Yes. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. You came in, you came in, you caused all this trouble. I want you, Soraya. Yes. And you want this? You want this? Well, you versus me. Four yes. Let's you actually have the champ make the challenge and not the challenger make the challenge. That would be something completely different. That would be something completely different. You don't see that very often. No, you don't. You don't see the champion coming out and be like, I want you, picking their next fight. 
Jamie Hader will go through like I don't know if you were hearing us, Tim. That I, I hear it all, baby. Will will go through the Outcast, and then she beats each one. Ruby, or Tony mm-hmm. here, Ruby, and be like, I want you, Soraya. You want this? I yeah. want you. Oh, and, and that and that continues to prove her dominance, yeah. as you're saying, because she's that bad oh. bitch champion. Because exactly. Tony again, Tony is not. I love Tony. She serves a great role in AEW. She's not getting that belt back. Justin, I heard you marking out. Like I said, I heard everything. The thought of Jamie and Soraya in front of that 70,000. When Jamie's music hits, oh, oh my God. And oh, like. And then fucking, yo, and you know Soraya. Everyone loves Soraya. I love, like, we all love Soraya. Like, I don't know how you couldn't love Soraya. Like, she is incredible on, mm-hmm. in the ring and out of the ring, uh, both as character and not as character. Um, in front of that crowd, 70,000 people. They're, they're people. Dude. The route. Dude. What they deserve. They deserve that. Those women deserve that. And maybe... Maybe just maybe that's what they're waiting for to get to the five on five blood and guts that we yeah. think is going to happen for the women, which I'm okay with. But damn, that's a nine month story. And I know that the hangman and Kenny thing was two years or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's a, a nine month story to get to the end result. But we need more, more involved for sure. Are we all in agreement here? Mm-hmm. Jamie's winning this match. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no reason why she should lose. Like I said, like unless this whole, you know, her injury thing is like more serious than we think it is. Like, but I don't think it is. I there's no reason why Jamie should lose this title. There is no reason why. I think she's honestly been a fantastic champion. I know there's been people that were like the past time. Yeah, I'm I, like I've seen people going. You know, I think it's time to admit that Jamie Hader's reign has been underwhelming. Hell no, she's what? defended that title against everybody. It is great reign. It's a great reign. There's no way. Like again, it would may like, maybe it'd be a like an interesting twist if Tony won, but there's no reason for her to win. Right for what? All, the only reason for her to win is if Britt would then beat her at in Britt Britt Baker. I know you hate her, but I love her. I hate her. That's kind of funny, but I love <laughs> her. and uh, she has gone on the record specifically and said, "I don't care if I'm not the AEW Women's Champion for fucking four years." She doesn't give a fuck. She understands it, and unlike what you guys think where she is to put herself over and put herself over. She cares about the betterment of the division. And there's a reason why the pillar in the killer, the killer has been champion for the past six months. And everyone wants to come. Everyone wants to complain that Jamie gets no mic time. Well, you know what? Maybe, and I mean, no disrespect by this. Maybe just maybe Brit's strengths is her mic skills. And Jamie's strengths are her in-ring skills. So if you got the fucking pillar talking for the killer, and then the killer just says, yeah, I'm going to fucking go kill you. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with that? All right. I don't see mm-hmm. anything wrong with that at all. As a matter of fact, in my day of wrestling, 
Bobby the Brain Heenan and Jimmy Hart managed literally every heel out there. There were some baby faces with managers as well. If you couldn't talk, you had a manager. And I'm not sitting here saying Jamie can't talk because she can. But at the end of the day, Dr. Britt Baker is one of the best on the mic, period. And when you have them as a tag team, why not utilize that skill? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying with it, for sure. So Roman Clean Sweet. Jamie Hayter right here. Got it, baby. Got it. Um, I think I called this one. Let's go back to you, Justin. What do you want to go with? Should we stick in the AW field or should we go back to WWE? You know what? Let's stick with AEW. So let's go with the international title thing. Okay. Oh, Orange Cassidy versus the world. I love it. Orms Cassidy is beat up. He is on TV multiple times a week. He has told Renee he is tired. I have said this multiple times right now, and I'm going to continue to say it. Orange Cassidy is fucking awesome, and he is legitimately, I believe, the best champion they have in this fucking company right yeah. now. Yeah. This guy has stepped up defended the title against what what did they say this was his 20th freaking defense that's insane that is insane right there and now he's gonna go into a freaking battle royal defending it against 20 other fucking people that's insane this guy is fucking awesome he just goes who am i fighting renee oh yeah I'll fight them all. I don't care. And she's just like, all right. It's Orange Cassidy versus the fucking world. Yo, the Bandito match. The Daniel Garcia match. And listen, I I love Orange Cassidy to death. But in in while this reign has been incredible, the Danny match, I'm like, damn, Daniel Garcia could benefit from this belt. Damn, Bandito could benefit from this belt. Which is why, Justin, I can't wait for this battle royal because we're going to get guys like Roosh. And Danny yeah. and Bandito and others. I, I, I'm, I don't have um, Preston Vance. I can't wait to see the eclectic group of talent who are going to be in this match because, and I think we're going to get a surprise or two. And I, and I am most mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to it. Justin, before we spin it, Orange is winning this match. Yeah. Yes. I don't. Uh, this man's about to say that I've gone through 20 people before. 20 successful title defenses, and now I'm going to do 20 more right here in a battle royal. Like, it's fucking nuts. Guy is, I swear, he's never going to lose his title, and I am absolutely not freaking against it at all. Orange they- Cassidy is the best champion in AEW right now. The more and more times he defends that title and freaking wins, dude. That's a crazy freaking prediction. One of the best amigos, Trent, definitely deserves it. Ironically, I almost said said Trent's name, and then I stopped myself because, you know, he's Trent. That's a crazy freaking prediction. Also, you also have to remember, you got guys like Pac. You got guys like Miro. Like, Mm -hmm. what if Orange throws out – well, Orange ain't throwing 19 guys out. But, like, what if the field and Orange work 19 guys out? And then out of nowhere, the Redeemer's music hits. And then he comes out, and then he just fucking crushes Orange, dude. How would you guys feel about that? G, your turn to talk about it. Talk about the whole thing. uh, Well, 
Yo, KPG said he ain't better than Jade Bolt. That's because he has sent for Jade. We don't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this match is very intriguing. I mean, if you have Orange Cassidy win this match, you have to have him look at the camera with the title and say, and point to himself and say, Pillar. Ooh. Pillar. Okay. Because that, that's what they seem to be going with. Because Britt's the pillar <laughs> for the women's division. We have the four pillars match happening. You have Orange Cassidy be their pillar because he's taken a title that wasn't barely used and made it relevant. Right. It made it 20 defenses. I don't even think that TNT, that that's as many times as the TNT title has been chair, traded. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's just been that's just been traded so much, dude. Yes, yes. Yo, between Darby, Sammy, Cody, yeah, well, Wardlow, Hobbs. This is this is the title that I think the TNT title is what they wanted it to be. This international title right now. This is their mid card title. This is their this is their title. It's like, hey, we have these group of guys over here who are we consider our main eventers. We have these group of guys here who are great performers who could bring down the house. We're going to give them this title. I did just want to say really quick to those who are here for the NBA talk, because we got the NBA hashtags going. We got the Denver Nuggets leading 86-85 on the Lakers with 10 minutes to go. Lakers just took the lead, actually. 87-86. Rui Hachimura with a shot jumper. This is this has been going back and forth. Nuggets at once had a 10-point lead. But oh, and Jokic with the hand one. I can call this all day. I just wanted to do a quick update. Denver now up 88-87 with Joker going to the line on an and one G. Oh, what's up? Oh man. Kyle, you're so sexy, bro. I love that little video you put on Twitter earlier about. You're not paying attention to whatever that was because it's really good as twin right there, my guy. Tino, Tino, what's up, kid? Killing it, Tino, always killing it, killing the game. If Orange Cassidy doesn't win here, I think it's somebody like you were saying, Tim Miro, coming back, and what an appropriate way to give him something to do right off the bat. Here's right. the international title that's been built up. You're now getting a title that has been built up. Right. Let's see what you can do with it. 9187. Denver's gonna go. Denver's gonna go. Denver's gonna go. I mean, I'm telling you, Orange Cassidy's gonna hold this title and he's gonna fucking defend it at Forbidden Door against three freaking different like New Japan people, and it's gonna be nuts. Ooh. That's intriguing. He's going to defend it at Forbidden Door. I can feel it right now. And it's going to be probably like a fatal four-way. They're going to do it all over again like they did at Forbidden Door last year, With except it'll just be all, all New Japan people, and they'll just make it be like, is New Japan about to take the international championship over there for a little bit? Like, So, so Kyle says Orange versus Toriyanu. That would be a lot Let's of fun. In like a weird. I'll get out of my head, man. <laughs> yeah. See, that would be a lot of fun. But for me, I'm sitting there thinking like 
actual wrestling. I know. Sorry. I know Yano is a lot of fun. You know who I want? He Sorry. recently lost his championship. He is no longer the KOPW champion over there. Give me oh. Orange Cassidy against Shingo Takaki for the fucking oh international God. championship at Forbidden yeah. Door. Or if you want to even go above that, he wasn't even at Forbidden Door last year. It was my biggest complaint in the world. We did a Forbidden Door preview show. You know I bitched about it. Orange Cassidy against Tetsuya Naito for the international championship. Oh, God. Yeah. Bangers and slappers and mm. God damn. Yeah, but Orange got to win this match. I would love to see... A surprise or two. I don't know. Like, they got the whole, like, world signed at this point. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who could possibly be a surprise from a wrestling aspect. But I don't think you need that. I think you use other rosters, like New Japan, Impact Pro Wrestling. Like, Impact, like if Nick Aldis showed up or something, that would be dope as fuck. Um, something mm-hmm. along those lines. You hit it on the head, bro. New Japan wrestlers, a couple of them. The United Empire. Clearly, Aussie Open still wrestles his heels, as I mentioned earlier. Over in New Japan, they're kind of faces just because of how the crowd dictates it. But, man, Orange is walking away with this belt. There is zero chance in hell Orange is not walking around or walking away with this belt. Right, fellas? Yes. Now, Graydon, Graydon, I want to apologize to you because – Sometimes when we do Topic Battle Royal and we got multiple people on and then we spin it around, I forget whose turn it actually is. Because I try to spin it where we like don't talk and then pick a topic where we're talking back to back. So I totally fucked up and swung to Justin when it should have been your turn to pick. So I apologize to you, my dude. We still got a one-point game in this Denver Lakers game with the Lakers going to the free throw line. But Graydon... I want to know what the fuck you want to talk about, bro. Oh, let's talk. Since I did bring up that Orange Cassidy should say pillar after he wins. I like that. We went to Thailand, beats the world. Let's go to the pillars match, the four pillars match. And you know what's, you know what's sad? You know what's sad? Before mm-hmm. you go, we have talked about nine topics already. And this isn't one that was brought up. That's, that's kind of disheartening. So go ahead, G, and do your thing. Well, I, I mean, yes, you have four pillars here in this match. We all know that this match is set up for to have MJF win, period. Because besides Sammy, I don't see Darby or Jack winning it. I right. mean, it, it, it. Sammy has held the TNT title couple times his his alliance with Jericho puts him there not necessarily on par with MJF but a little bit underneath him in my opinion because of that a lot like I said because of the JAS alliance yeah so the Jericho alliance that puts him there because Jericho another guy who could talk for Sammy and Sammy could wrestle in the ring like you were saying with Britt and Hater right that's a perfect thing right there with Jericho working with that group of young talent. But honestly, I mean, they built this. I've liked the way they built this match, uh, building up towards this match. But 
I'm more excited, like I said, for the Orange Cassidy versus the World match than I am this, and that that shouldn't be. I should be excited. Wow. For, for wow. what should be your main event, which is this. Wow. Okay. But I'm not. Whereas the international title has been more intriguing to me than this match. Great. And uh, do you do you think that's because they booked it for too long? Or because these guys just aren't world champion material yet? I think it's a little both. They've booked it for far for far too long, and these guys, unlike MJF, aren't world champion material. Now, if it was now if these guys were like in impact, yeah, this would be a great impact world title match. <laughs> so you're saying this would be like a good TNT title match. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Or nice. even a good or even a good international title match. That's fair. Yo, I, I, I don't disagree with you. Justin, you, you listen to pretty much everything I have to say because you're with me. I don't know if you listen when I talk, but you, you're, you're, here when I, you're, here when I, you're here when I say it. I've mm-hmm. verbatim said when these four guys came out, I said, yes. as much as I love the pillars, I love the storyline, they're going to have to impress the fuck out of me to yes. prove that they can main event this show. We're going to have to see some crazy BCC versus elite shit for this to be the main event of a show that's going to sell for 50 bucks. Now we got there. All right. We got the crazy BCC versus elite shit. We're going to have theoretically speaking a banger ass 11 to 12 match show like Ricky Starks versus Jay White, Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. These are matches like on the undercard that people like myself want to like even as fucked up as it is to say, Wardlow versus Christian in a ladder match is gonna fucking bang, dude. Christian can still work. No one wants him to win the belt, but Christian can still work. Plus, you add in Luchasaurus, you add in Arna Anderson's gonna flip a spine buster to somebody. Like it, it's gonna be an okay match. Like the whole show, Jade versus Taya. That's theoretically the worst match. It's gonna fucking bang because we all think Taya's gonna win that belt. Um, so. I guess this match can main event, but still at the end of the day, they did build Sammy back up. They did build Darby up. They did build Jack up. Sammy Guevara, his promo skills are so much improved from where they used to be. And he proved that if anyone gained anything out of the past 10 weeks, it was my guy right here. Sammy Guevara, yeah, fuck you, Brett. (laughs) If anyone gained anything out of the past 10 weeks with this program, it was Sammy Guevara. Because listen, Darby Allen is Darby Allen. He's Kane. He's Mick Foley. He is the Undertaker. Like, Like, he's not like on their level, but he's a guy who is mystic, a creature. He can lose. He can come back and win. He doesn't need titles. It doesn't matter. He is just a character. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy. That dude's the future. All right. Yeah. Like, that's the dude of all these dudes. Like, obviously, MJF's MJF, but of the other three, I'm, I'm talking about the other three. If you're going to strap a backpack of, with a rocket on it, it's going to be on Jack Perry. The problem is he can't talk worth a shit. He is bloody 
awful on that stick. And I mean, like, they gave him multiple times to try to get better, and he mm-hmm. just continually fails. The best Jack Perry promo we saw was when Christian did that last vignette for him, and he said, I might think Jack Perry's a little jizz, but I respect the fuck out of him, and he's going to win the title because he trained under me. Like, I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. But all this did, Sammy Guevara stock through the fucking roof, maintained Darby at Darby, and just showed the world that Jack Perry's got no promo skills. And that's sad because of all these guys, every time Jack comes to the ring, he gets banger fucking pyro. You know they want to build around this kid. It was even like Sammy and Darby said, we came here as independent workers. You came here as a part of the California club. You're already in. You had an in. We had to work. We worked. I love it. I, I do love the three of them coming together last week. Like, I would love this week if, and I said it yesterday, and I hope it comes to fruition. I hope it's Sammy, Darby, and Jack against the Butcher of the Blade and Kip Sabian this week. Doesn't that just make sense? Like, doesn't that match just make sense for Dynamite this week? That's mm-hmm. what I'm predicting. All in all, this match should have made an event with Anarchy in the arena on the card. It's They still haven't. They tried. I, you, you gave it the old college try. I'll give you the golf clap. It... You got Mox, Brian, Kenny, Hangman, Bucks, Claudio in one match. That's your fucking main event, dude. Mm-hmm. I digress. MJF wins this match big time. G, what do you think, bro? I um, I, I agree with that statement, Tim, that MJF not only wins, but those three are like a pillar of the future, like like you said, Darby is the McFoley, that workhorse, that Undertaker. You want to have a good match with someone who's mystical or someone who is that little darker of a character? You have Darby. Sammy, like I said earlier, Sammy's benefited with the Jericho thing. Look at his mic skills now. He's benefited from that. Big time. Jack, like you said, needs somebody. 106-94. This game's over. Lakers are done. Nuggets about to go up three nothing four minutes to go. Go ahead, G. My bad. It's fine. It's fine. Jack, like you said, needs needs help on the mic. Maybe it's time to turn Jack. Oh, which is why he did the the tight pull on Rouge. Maybe you put Don Callis with Jack. <gasps> you gave me hey. goosebumps. Justin, hey, write because, this down and text me. 9.47 p.m., 1.47 in. Clip this shit. It, it, I, I only say that because Don Callis could speak for anybody. He didn't need to be with Kenny at all. I oh, mean, Kenny could speak for himself. But placing him with somebody like Jack, who could learn a lot from a guy like Don Callis, would elevate that stock. Like you said, his... He would strap a jetpack on him and go him through the roof. I'm going to send an email to Tony Khan right quick. Yo, throw the fucking pencil to Graydon. That, <laughs> yo, dude, we always talk about the pencil. Wow. 
Yo, gee, that is um. We play pencil more than the TNT title. Jesus God, I don't even. Yeah, it 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 takes a lot to make us speechless, but we're speechless in a good way. Like you just threw that sheet of paper at us, and we're like, yeah, yes, please. Please, check yes. Yes. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Yo, dude. And, and even Don Cowes could be like, I understand you're a jungle boy. That hasn't gotten you very far. You're Jack Perry. You're a just killer. Jack. You're yeah, just you're Jack. just Jack Perry. Fuck jungle boy. He's yes. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, he's yes, that's who you were, but you're not that man anymore. Oh my god. Like KPG's with you, just turned Jack Hill. He had the roll up victory over Rouge with the tight pull. Yo, G, nine forty nine. I won't remember. Justin, you remember? You text me this. This is Gosh. this is this is something that's going to fucking damn that that's pencilrific shit right oh, there. That's all I gotta say because right, J- <laughs> yes, Jeff Perry needs that. Like, like I was just talking earlier, G. Like, back in the day, in my day, dudes didn't have to talk. They had Bobby the Brain Heenan who yes. would grab the stick and just spit. They had Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Hart who would just grab the mic and <laughs> you think you're coming for the honky tonk man? <laughs> well, and, and Jimmy Hart was even next up, baby. And I use Don Callis with Kenny Omega like I, they use Jimmy Hart with Hulk Hogan. You didn't need those two together, dude. Never it worked. No, but that was but that was never needed. Yo, but yeah. right, Jimmy Hart. But Jimmy Hart was never with Hulk Hogan in WWE. That yeah. was just some yeah. weird ass exactly WCW shit. Just like it was some weird ass AEW shit. Yeah. When Don Callis, while mm-hmm. he spoke highly of Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club in. New Japan while he did commentary, he was never directly with Kenny Omega. So this yeah. whole thing in AEW with Kenny Omega, but they told the story. Kenny didn't want it. Kenny kept pushing him away. Kenny was a heel. Yes. It made mad sense to have Callus there with the barbed wire shit, to have Callus there doing the elite shit. But this story where Callus LeBron flopped his ass on the floor to show that Hangman pushed him and then had BCC stab him in the head. Kenny didn't need that. And again, this isn't some elite fan here. This is just good storytelling, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, Everyone wants to dog AEW for storytelling. But I think this elite BCC stuff is pretty elite storytelling. And I'm going to leave it there. And I think this match here, even though we all said it should open the show without saying it should open the show, it's a mm-hmm. good match. They built the fuck out of this, did they not? Mm-hmm. Did, I'll give it this. It's been rocky at points, but, you know, it's it's done what it's needed to do. It's got, like, Darby... To, an, uh, to a level where it's like, all right, he kind of belongs in here. It's got Sammy fucking elevated pretty damn well. I'll give him that. It's been actually pretty enjoyable. And it's like, again, Jack, yeah, he's 
iffy on, on the mic, but when it comes to in-ring stuff, it's great. Again, pretty excited for this match, but again, I think it's definitely kind of it's not compared to the BCC stuff right now. Like, I definitely don't think this really has built itself up to be a main event. But do I think the match itself is going to be awesome? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I'm with Graydon, though, just saying that this is basically going to be just MJF retaining. But again, at least you kind of elevated these three guys in some way to like show that they are pillars for a reason. So. Yeah. And, and it goes back to this. Right. They're in a main event with the champ. If these are your four pillars, it's now for these three other men to sink or swim on their own. Now. After this Plus match. look at what MJF did during in the middle of this too. Yeah. Cause half the time he was coming out at first to come out and berate them all the time. But after a while he was coming out after each one of them had a match and then talking and then letting them have a moment to actually say something. And then he was like, he hasn't really been like the main focus in all this. It's basically been the three of them. It's how in the world can these guys yeah. show that you're, they're deserving to be in this, in this spot right now. Yeah. And that's kind of cool to see MJF just kind of be like, I'm just going to stay over here and see what these guys can do here. So I'll give them that. Yo, I want to say what's up to our girl. Our Yo, first of all, your show today was fucking dope as hell. I will definitely be there in the future. I'm glad I saw it. I just, you know, we all live very busy lives, man. The afternoon show, you and your girls. Goddamn, Courtney. I want to give you a big shout right here as well. Yo, you and your girls. Hell, that show was hell. Yo. I was so busy this afternoon. I went and threw my headphones in. I was running around the house taking care of the kids. Doing, I was still trying to, I was like running comment. You know what sucks when you real, sometimes YouTube doesn't tell you, but I was like nine minutes behind commenting. And then I was like, wait, why are my comments not lining up? And I'm like, ah, I'm off fucking live, dude. Son of a bitch. You know, CNC, badass Courtney, appreciate you. Seriously, you're always here. I'll be there. I'll, do my very best to support you. Appreciate you very, very much so. And yeah, KPG, from Jack Boy to Jack Man. Yes, exactly. From Jack Boy to Jack Man. He's there. They give him the pyro. He hit the elbow off the cage. So Luchasaurus, that was his coming out party. They give him the pyro. The pyro. People don't get how important the pyro is. The pyro is expensive, okay? The pyro is costly. So if they give this man pyro every single time, and they give him, doesn't matter. If he's wrestling Exodus Prime, like Sammy Guevara just did on fucking Dynamite this week, he gets the pyro, okay? They have investment in him. So, Graydon. Oh, Graydon's got me so convinced. And Jay, you got to think, too. AE Dub is all about that. <laughs> so, what is in to think? A Don Callis-led faction with Jack Perry as the leader, and then they go and get crew, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Brian Cage or Powerhouse Hobbs comes, mm-hmm. and then you got Jack and Powerhouse Hobbs, and then they go and get a tag team, like Top Flight or something. Like mm-hmm. They're like, we need to turn you guys into these badass motherfuckers. Like, you're no. these smiley bitches. Let's get off you being smiley bitches. You become... 
this. <laughs> think about what they did with the guns and the acclaimed. How they elevated the guns by using the acclaimed. And that whole daddy ass thing too. And they definitely elevated they and, and honestly, gee, they elevated both teams just by yeah. using daddy ass against exactly. each other. The acclaimed exactly. were just kind of still even the acclaimed got over big in that Keith Lee swerve match, no doubt about it. And then they won the belts, they were over. But the fact is that the guns were able to come in and infiltrate themselves as a tag team champion in AEW. People hated these kids, not me. I got an autograph poster from the two of them and Billy Gunn to Colton, my kid. My kid's name's Colton with an E. Colton Gunn with an E. Not many of them out there. I digress. Love the fucking guns. I've had personal conversations with Colton before. I love the guns. I mean, not anymore. They're too big for me. But back when they were just little, little, they would conversate, all right? I love the guns, and I love the acclaimed. I've scissored them personally myself, too, at Warrior Wrestling, all right? And they elevated each other, and that's what you do in a good feud. You know what Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Dudleys did? They elevated each other. The acclaimed and the guns, they el- I didn't think the acclaimed were tag champ worthy. I was like, piss off. You got the Young Bucks and FTR and Red Dragon and fucking all these other teams involved in the acclaimed. Then I was like, okay, the acclaimed, Daddy Ass, the guns, and then Daddy Ass just made them so fucking yeah. over, dude. You know, mm-hmm. this would be dope too. Don Cal's buying the rights to the firm to be hitmen for the BCC. Yeah, Ooh. if you bring like uh Morrissey, Lee Moriarty. Ethan Page and the guns, even though they're, like, they're not one anymore, they're separate. There's two and three. If you were to do that together with Jay White and Juice Robinson, that would be tight. For sure, that would be tight. I can't see Moxley being cool with that, though. Moxley no, is like the kind of guy that doesn't need fucking somebody to protect him like that. He'll just oh, go in. Oh, shit. I, re- I totally read that wrong. I read that wrong for sure. I thought he meant the new crew that Don Callis was putting together for Jack Perry, not the BCC. The BCC don't need no motherfucking protection. No, no, no. I thought he meant, like, the new crew that Don Callis was putting together with Jack Perry. Now, think about that. Now, think about that, actually. Graydon, <laughs> write this down. Graydon, write this down. Jack Perry is the co-leader of the Bullet Club Gold with Jay White and Don Callis over all of that. That's what I thought that that KPG was talking. You go Don Callis with Jay White, Jack Perry, Juice Robinson, Powerhouse Hobbs, and that's your new Bullet Club. Now, I know we're way off here. We're way the fuck off. But that's a good Don Callis group for sure. Um. Gee, I think you brought this up. Justin, I think you brought the last one up. So I think it's on, on me. But actually, I skipped you, G. So when I skip somebody, I give them two in a row. So I will let you, yeah, I'm going to let you choose again. Listen, we got we got Bianca and Asuka, Gunther and Mustafa Ali. We got the tag team title match in AEW with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against FTR. We got Wardlovers, Christian Cage in a ladder match. We got Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. Ricky Starks versus Jay White. Keith Lee versus Swerve. 
We got the House of Black versus the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. We got the AEW Collision starting up. CM Punk, Tony Khan's announcement for an announcement for an announcement. We got plenty of things to talk about, my dude. Yes. And whatever yes. it is that you want to talk about, you bring up. Let's uh, do the tag match of Jeff Jarrett and Black Machismo versus FTR. Got it, my dude. All right. With Mark Briscoe. A special guest referee. What are your thoughts on this, my dude? I despise Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but this is this has made some interesting stuff for FDR rather than having them have the same feuds over and over and over again. I mean, you ha- I mean yeah, it could have been somebody else other than than Jeff Jarrett. I would have loved to see Sanjay and Jay Lethal together as a team. Oh, okay. Because like I like we said, Jeff is the mouthpiece for this group. He doesn't need to wrestle. See, I think Sanjay is the mouthpiece. Okay. And I actually this is gonna this is the most fucked up thing maybe I've said all night. I'm sure I've said a bunch of fucked up things for two hours in. But this is actually okay with me. Jeff Jarrett has been okay. Actually, he's been more than okay. He's been pretty good. The Sanjay Dutt thing has been very entertaining. When they went to Mark Briscoe's farm two weeks ago, that dynamite was so lackluster. When they went to Mark Briscoe's farm and picked up his kid and Sanjay and Satnam were both wearing overalls, and Jeff Jarrett was playing fucking, uh, what was that WWF song? Let my baby go. Or I, I said it wrong on the dynamite review show too. Uh, with my baby tonight. There you go. Jeff Jarrett's playing that on the stoop in a rocking chair as Satnam and Sanjay are spinning in circles, throwing little baby Briscoe in the air. It's wildly entertaining. And that's why I say, and I've said, and I'll say, and I've said, Pro wrestling and sports entertainment are the exact same thing. Because at the end of the day, they're either wrestling or they're entertaining us all under one set roof. Mm -hmm. So I got FTR retaining this in something that has been wildly, unexpectedly entertaining. Mm -hmm. Jay? Oh. You know how I and it's situation. <laughs> and all the positivity I, is done. I fucking despise Jeff Jarrett being on my TV in 2023 like it's fucking 1997 Raw or fucking early 2000s, late 2010s fucking TNA. Get Jeff Jarrett the hell out of here. Okay, KPG. KPG says sports entertainment beats that pro wrestling shit. Any the pro wrestling you should have said. Any that's day of the week. That's damn. Okay. I heard me. You do you. And then, you know, there are going to be someone who says wrestling is better than sports entertainment. You know what I'm going to say? It's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy for Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal as a thing right now still. I... Jeff Jarrett always just seems to get thrown in fucking title matches. 
Mark Briscoe really just feels like he hasn't played a part in this at all. No. He just got pile driven and then he just fucking vanished. Like he's really going to be the big like say in this match here. And I hope to God, we're not thinking about putting titles on Jarrett and lethal. Like there is no reason why you should FTR needs to retain here and find them some actual freaking competition. That's not an aging fucking Jeff Jarrett or Jay lethal at this point. And I think that's the problem I dude, with, introducing the trios championships and we all wanted it including myself since day one i wanted a trio championship because you have 120 people on that roster it's oversaturated at this point and i won't say it's oversaturated in a good way they're not booking it correctly they don't get their t- like the best amigos with bandito wrestling fucking the bcc and rampage the fact that you got the firm's old group to, not as the firm, but them trying to save Ethan Page against the Hardys and Brother Zay, Isaiah Cassidy. Nah. It, it not announced uh, House of Black versus the Acclaimed in Daddy S. The Acclaimed and Daddy S won the fucking Trace de Mayo Battle Royal for the number one contenders for the Trios Championship match. Why hasn't that just been announced, and why haven't we teased House of Black versus the Acclaimed? Now, I understand that we're going to get that after the match, on Dynamite this week with Blake Christian, Metzlik, and A.R. Fox. The acclaimed and Daddy S will come out. I know how wrestling works. Why wasn't that done three weeks ago? Why? And, and I get you only have three hours of TV. Collision's going to help. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you shouldn't have House of Black not on TV for three out of four weeks. You shouldn't have a team win the Trace de Mayo Trios Battle Royal on May 3rd, and it'd be May 20th, and we have no fucking communication between the House of Black and the acclaimed and Daddy S. And why? And I, I, I get I get it, but why are the acclaimed and Daddy S the team challenging for your trios belt? If you're going to introduce these belts, you probably should have figured out a better trio system and tag system. The acclaimed, they're tag team wrestlers. They're in the tag division. Lucha Brothers, FTR, Young Bucks. And then you got trios. All right, and again, I'm not going to sit here and just spray my fucking pencil thoughts at you. But the, look at you got two trios right here. You are well not on the screen, but the, well, like we just said, you got, you, you got the fucking you got the firm and with the guns and Ethan Page taking on the Hardys and Brothers Day. That's a, there's two trios right there. You got the House of Black. You had the Death Triangle. You got the BCC. You got the Elite. The, you should be able to find better teams than Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. But again, Justin, unlike you, I do like this story and I appreciate where they're going with it. I also like this guy. I love this guy. I'm going to slap and fucking bang my chest for my boy, Mike De Niro, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast and the host of Raw Dogging with De Niro right here on the Bloodline Entertainment the best- Network. 30 minutes of Raw I've ever watched. Dude, it's... Raw talking, yeah. He is orgasmic, that beautiful face. He does those videos for us every single morning promoting what we do live on air. Love this man right here. Happy Saturday to you and your family, my dude. He says, AEW's missing a huge opportunity with House of Black. They are so over, yet barely on TV. Facts, my dude. As we know... Remember when we said it? 
before they won the trios titles. Give them the titles. Let that be the start of more House of Black on television here. And what did they do? Nothing. They've literally taken them off TV for freaking three weeks. And Justin, and if you guys pay attention to my power rankings on bloodlinenetwork.com, I aid the power rankings. I've been doing it now since uh, Revolution. So since early March. At one point, House of Black was number two. Number two on my fucking list, okay? Because they were on TV every single week, whether it was Dynamite, whether it was Rampage, whether it was both, whether it was tag matches, trios matches. They were number two. They have fallen over the last six weeks to number 13. 13. And it's the same thing that happened to Gunther on the WWE side of things. He was in the top three. Fell all the way to 15 because they just don't use them. House of Black, same thing. Why take them from the fucking island of irrelevancy and then use them and then not use them? It's fucking ridiculous. KPG says he knew Brother Zay was coming. KPG also says the Nero's always raw dogging. Fucking love you, man. Fam shit. Love you, fucking De Niro, man. Love you guys, man. Love you so much. I appreciate you, man. Um, he said, at least give him promo or vignette. Yo, vignette. It's simple. It's 30 seconds. It's doing what they do. Like when they, I, I hated that house rules open challenge match. But at the end of the day, it gave him a vignette and then a match a week later. So I was with it. Just so you guys know. The Denver Nuggets just did take care of the Los Angeles Lakers. They were up 3-0. They won by double digits. Looks like Denver is going to coast to the finals and probably win the whole goddamn thing. It'll be interesting to see for sure. But the Nuggets go over the Lakers. De Niro, you're right. Give them a they're, – it's 30 seconds. They're your trio's champion. you got two shows right now with Dynamite and Rampage. It's three hours. How they're not on TV at least one time weekly is in – I am. Um, I would love to see, since we're talking about him, House of Black versus Matt and Jeff and Brother Zay. Just, just think of a, just think of a Hardy Compound match, or even a House, or a House Rules match oh, combined together, like a yeah. fun match. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just think about you can at least have two of those there and have a regular match with them, and it do a best of three. I'm down with that. And I wasn't yeah, down with the Hardys at all. Just to see them at the Hardy compound. Yeah. It'd be a fucking sight to see. And then Julia Hart's there, and then yeah. Reby Hardy comes out uh-huh. and fucking like does her fucking crazy. We all know she's nuts as it fucking gets, dude. Yeah. <laughs> De Niro, House of Black versus House Hardy. Yes. Yes. Yep. So wonderful. Uh, so House of Black will defeat the acclaimed and Billy Gun- Daddy S at DON that's going down. And then the Hardys and Brother Zay defeat the firm. And then we get this, maybe it all out. It's just a lot. The, and see, again, boys, that's the problem with only having four pay-per-views. All right. Which is why I think AEW needs at least six as AEW. They need one every other month. And I'll pay 50 bucks. I don't fucking care. Or go watch it on watchwrestling.ai. All right. Whatever. If you don't want to pay for it, go fucking stream it. It is what it is. Okay. But they need six pay-per-views because this four pillars match would have went over a lot better had it not been drug out so long. The women's stuff with 
as we've been talking all night, the originals versus the outcast had it not been that's gonna go another fucking three months, nine months. Like, had it just went four months, it would have went over so much better. So AEW in the worst way needs to go to six pay-per-views pre and I'm talking about Ring of Honor. Fuck Ring of Honor. I'm talking about AEW exclusive pay-per-views. Six. Six AEW shows. Every other month, you need a show. Maybe eventually you get to where you're doing in your houses or something, where it's like $19.99 for a special. But at, at the end of the day, they need every other six month or six shows pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. That's what I think AEW needs. Because it, it, it hurts their booking trying to wait. I get why they try to wait. You want to try to save the biggest match for the pay-per-view. But man... Three months is a long fucking time to wait to build a story. But I got FTR. G, you got FTR? I got FTR. I got FTR. For sure. For sure. All right. Cool. So now I'll bring it to myself. I'll bring this match up. The unsanctioned match. Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. And I'm not going to lie. I give zero fucks about this match baby and they tried to infiltrate the outcast versus the originals into this and honestly i think that's what ruined it the most for me they should have never got Britt baker involved with this well because where do they go they infiltrated them one week two weeks Britt slaps jericho he goes to the ground cries like a little baby bitch and then it's <laughs> over they don't he got no revenge for revenge for Britt. you don't care it was dumb Jericho and Adam Cole never happened before. Two of the top 150 wrestlers of all time. I'm with it happening. All good with it happening in a pay-per-view or an unsanctioned match. At the end of the day, he's got Adam Cole got to stop acting. Him and Britt are the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. I never want to see them act together ever again. Adam Cole wins this match. Adam Cole goes on to challenge MJF for the title next. What do you think, mm-hmm. I I like that assumption that he goes and he wins the match, Adam Cole, baby, and then faces MJF for that title. I think it gives MJF, after this Four Pillars match, a legit threat to that belt. Right. A legit threat because you can you look at Adam Cole and think about it. You, you talk about... Bingo, De Niro. Sorry, G, I don't mean to cut you off, but yes, this is exactly what we should have gotten at this pay-per-view with mm-hmm. Soraya and Britt not even having matches. Oh, if they God. were going to integrate that together, why didn't we get Jericho and Soraya against Adam Cole and Britt Baker? Damn, De Niro, that's a fucking monster money match. And you know what? I'm sure my dudes are going to talk about it tomorrow on Circle of Debate. So check it out right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network right around 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. But damn, dog, that's it. That's that booking. And my dude, my boy, Isaac, what's good, man? Thank you so much for tuning in. He thinks Kyle O'Reilly going to be back next week. He had that neck fuse. I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. But this is that statement. That's it, De Niro. You infiltrate those two together. Why not do Jericho and Soraya against fucking Adam Cole and Britt Baker? Like, that's chef's kiss. And, I mean, if you needed to put men into that outcast versus originals feud, 
Jericho is a deemed an AEW original. And Adam Cole's an outsider coming in. As he should, you're right. He is he is Jericho is the original. He is yeah. the world champion. Yeah. They yeah. built the company around. Yeah. And see if you're going if you were going to integrate him, that would be the perfect time to do because Jericho would be your ideal male, besides like Kenny and the Bucks, obviously. He would be your ideal male in there with the originals. And then yeah. Right. No, spot on, bro. Like you said, that actually is 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 big facts because you can. It's weird though because you're spinning the story because Mm -hmm. Jericho is the original Mm -hmm. and Adam Cole is the outcast. So it's, um, but they can't tell stories that deep. I I love AEW, but we all know (laughs) they can't. They don't have the pencil pusher. But hire me, hire Justin, hire Jeremy. Graydon's got a fucking intricate mind. You know, he he can give you those wild, wacky ideas back there. TK needs some help. I look forward to seeing what. Let's do a splash that every time. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what they got going on with Collision and uh, whatnot going forward for sure. But, Justin, who do you think is winning this match, bro? Yeah, I, I'm i with you. Like, I, you know how I am with Chris Jericho don't need to see him on TV anymore. He's not really adding any substance to the show anymore. Like Jericho early on, I understand, you know, AW was a young company and they needed that big name. That was going to be like, this is why we should be watching the show. We get it. We were how deep now? Almost what? Four years deep. Right. And Jericho's still on television. Like you can't tell me that this show isn't freaking like developed enough and got enough people watching this that Chris Jericho doesn't like is has to still be on television here. Well, you like, know it's it's the belt of Jericho, which we thought Wardlow was going to go for when he lost the TNT title. What this is, it's the belt of Jericho. Adam Cole beats Chris Jericho, and then he moves on to MJF, I guess. But I don't think he beats MJF. So what's the point of that? I think, listen, I I do think Cole's going to win this. I think it's time that we do this and just go on. Cole needs to go on to it. He doesn't need to be locked into a Jericho feud for freaking four months. Absolutely not. But I don't think Cole's going right for the world title here. I do think I've said this on your show multiple times so far, I do believe Adam Cole is going to be the one to dethrone MJF. You did. I really yeah. Adam Cole is going to be the one to beat MJF. I just don't you think, think it's going to happen at full. You think it's going to happen at full gear though. It's not going to happen at all in or all out. Right. I mean, I don't, we don't know what's really going on with the all out situation. So are they really going to have all out literally a week after they have all in? I highly doubt that's like they can sell. They can sell the tickets for them. It's yo, bro, Chicago. Do you mm-hmm. you do you know us? Do you, like now, if you just if you present CM Punk to us, all right, we're coming. It's it's that simple. It's sick. I and my buddy, our boy Brett, he texted me yesterday, like just trying to argue with me about CM Punk, and I'm like, bro. I'm not his fucking advocate, dude. Like, cause he's like pissed off that he 
talk shit to Alvarez and all this other shit. And I'm like, bro, I'm not CM Punk's fucking advocate. Do I think that it's okay that he told Brian Alvarez to go fuck himself? Hell yes, I do. Do I think he should be a little more thick-skinned and just let it go? Sure. But at the end of the day, he's coming back. And he'll be back. He'll be back on June 17th. He'll be back on June 21st. And he'll probably be at all in. Which is why I think when Anthony Bowens tweeted, maybe mistakenly, that they'll still be an all out. I think they'll still be an all out. Why wouldn't they? You don't think they'll try to take advantage of it? I don't think so. I like I said, I think that's too. That's way too much because everyone's not going to have time. You're not going to have time to build anything going into all in, and then literally a week later have to just be like, so that means you're basically telling us one of these shows is fucking pointless. So why would you even have all in isn't going to be pointless? And that's what I think. No way. That's way bigger than all out at this point. But all right, but see, all right, all right, all right, all right. But pointless is subjective. Okay. Pointless is subjective because the UK fan base, for example, what if they brought in, I know you're going to fucking puke right now, but what if they brought in Bill Goldberg to fucking fight Wardlow? All right. It's a monster match. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And what if they brought in Will Ospreay to fight Kenny Omega? And this is where we did ZSJ against Brian Danielson, Jamie Hayter against Soraya. We are going to use the New Japan roster. We are going to use our British UK roster, as I just mentioned with all of those matches. And then a week later at All Out, MJF versus Adam Cole. That's your focal point. CM Punk against Chris Jericho. Shoot me in the fucking head because I don't want that. But CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. That's your All Out match. And that's where you have those type of matches. So you have your eclectic special matches at All In, and then you have your AEW conceptual stories at All Out. See, I think we're just, I think we're skipping All Out. Because he says he thinks it's after, it's a week after All In. After All In. There's no confirmation again that that's happening. Honestly, I think we're missing All Out. I think All In is going to be there, and then we're going to full gear from there. Like, foreplay. They don't. <laughs> there you go. Just to just. Yeah, to just for sure. They don't believe in foreplay. They just fucking. It was like we were bitching about for Forbidden Door. I was screaming, where's Okada? Where's Naito? Okay, Naito never came. But that fatal four way with Okada and Adam Cole and Hangman and Jay White was so fucking disgustingly rushed. It, ugh, in the match, it was okay. But mm-hmm. I guarantee if they could have planned it a little bit better, it would have been better. Isaac says, bingo, wouldn't be surprised if TK Brown and Goldberg just for a one-off are all in. Why not? Yo, what are we screaming about for AEW? They appeal to us, the casuals. Go get the mainstream, baby. You're selling some the 80. Who's mainstream? Go get Daddy Goldberg. Put him in a match with War Daddy. The fuck? I don't care. I know Justin cares. But I don't care. Sell those tickets, baby. They ain't even selling those tickets. They sold the tickets without him. It's selling the, the pay-per-views after, you know? 
mean, like I said, I'm with you. Like, I'm still kind of iffy with this whole feud as it is. You know, I'm just not a big Jericho guy anymore because, again, I don't see the substance he's adding to the show. He's just there still. He doesn't need to be on TV. Cole didn't need this feud for his first comeback feud. Absolutely not. But I get it. It's just something for him right now because, again, I do believe he's going to be the one to dethrone MJF. And sure, fill it in here. But I I, I do have Cole winning this. I just hope to God we're not going to stretch this out. We're going to just do the normal Jericho stuff and still have this going for another four or five months after this because that would be overkill at this point. No, this needs to die right now. Adam Cole needs to fucking hit the boom on that motherfucker. And like Jericho just lost the action in Dreddy. We don't need a an extenuated feud between Adam Cole. Adam Cole, Sammy Guevara, Adam Cole, Danny Garcia. Sure, that's fun. This shit, no thank you. No thank you at all. J-Man, you want to keep it rolling? I got I got nothing going on, dude. I, I anticipated 90 minutes. You know how we do Saturday nights. We put the boys down. We wait for the wife to come home. You know where I'm going with this right now. Let's go. We've been been tap dancing around it the entire time. Let's just do it. Bunch it into one. Collision, CM Punk, let's talk it here. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. I I, I don't know where to start here with this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Collision as a whole, listen, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to see what the hell the show is about. After everything that we've had, with punk, honestly, I just, I, I am so just getting numb to every CM Punk news thing that comes out anymore. I, I, I wish they would just give up with it. Stop trying. There's so nothing. You sound like Brett. You sound like Brett screaming at me I'm via text message about Brian Edwards. It's true. Stop trying. The man is never going to change his mentality of being a walking, fucking, gaping asshole. Did you feel this way before or after he commented at Brian Alvarez? I've been feeling this way for a long time. Well, I know that. I talk to you all the time. I mean, I know that. I know that. I know that. But two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I talked to Brett about the AEW Dynamite review. And he was like, I understand. I'm fine with it. Then yesterday, he attacks me via text message about Sam Punk coming back because he was an asshole to Brian Alvarez, which I said, which he got pissed about. I understand why he was a dick to Brian Alvarez because Brian Alvarez is making a bullshit rumors. A- Sam Punk isn't coming back because of A-Steel. A-Steel has been rehired for three months. What the My- fuck are you even talking about? So I'm asking you, no argument, of course. I love you, baby. But I'm asking, like, this drama, why is this even drama? Like, are you mad at him for sticking up for himself? Should he have just shut the fuck up? Like, no, him him going to Alvarez, listen, I'm fucking fine. Anytime you want to fucking jump down Alvarez's throat for being a fucking idiot, go for it. Like, anytime you want to attack a dirt sheet guy and tell him he's a fucking idiot and he likes to spread a bunch of shit, fine, do it. That's fine by me. We love, just, I, you, we love you. We love you, Dirty Dan. 
We love you. Uh, yes, we love you, Baker. <laughs> yeah, because he gets his news from the one and only yes. reporter who I respect. I know Justin doesn't, but Sean Ross Sapp. I respect <laughs> the fuck out of Sean Ross Sapp. Many don't. I do. His news is right 98% of the time, Justin. I, you know I'm not. I've, I Again, I lost my fandom for CM Punk long time ago. And he I came respect, back. I respect that. When he, when he came back, I just, again, I said it when he came back. I went, okay, again, the moment when it happened, I go, this is a fucking crazy moment for pro wrestling. But again, it's not going to peak me to just jump on the bandwagon again like that. And I wanted to see what the hell was going to come out of this. And again, all we got was punk beating all these other people and again it just gave me that whole you're not going to put punk in the world title scene right off the bat you know that because everybody's going to be like of course this was going to be the fucking idea right here like after all out what happened i figured that would be it but then they got the whole collision thing i like the idea of collision because, again, I think AEW can do a brand split with Collision and make it worthwhile. I do think they can make it work. Punk being the fucking main focus of the show to me just doesn't work. Punk has proven so much that just it's either his way or the highway here. And why is Tony Khan not fucking saying anything here? I'm sorry. That man says he's can I, ask you a quick, can I ask you a quick question without cutting you off? Like, I know I'm obviously cutting you off, so I apologize for cutting you off. But I just want to ask you a question, like, for you to answer in the conversation. Okay. I get, I, I get and respect 110% what you're saying. But when was he when he was there? And that's what I, I – when was he the fucking focal point? Even when he was the world champion, he wasn't trying to be the focal point. He, he never tried to be the focal point. He wrestled 16 TV matches before he even contended for a championship. The young guys in the locker room, all of them, all the young guys said, we love CM Punk. When I was in Wisconsin for Dynamite this past, you know, whatever, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when I was sitting outside the bar and I met Daniel Garcia and Brother Zay, I, I wasn't like that fucking fan who was like, take a picture with me. I was just like, yo, boys, thank you for everything you do. I appreciate you. I was wearing my CM Punk shirt. Daniel Garcia goes, CM Punk, CM Punk. That's respect. All right. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have said that if he didn't feel the way he felt about CM Punk. So all I'm asking, all I'm asking is what exactly did he take over? Because I didn't see him as taking over the TV show. I saw him as being a part of the TV show, trying to help it. But I didn't see him, like, taking away for young talent or occupying too much TV time. If anything, I saw him trying to push and help young talent. So, All I ever got from Punk on TV was, we know we're going to get shit if we put Punk where we want to put him, you know immediately they want to put him in the world title scene with no fucking hesitation. They want to put him in the world title scene. So we got it. But you know we would have had trouble with that entire thing. You know, a lot would have been like, of course you were going to do that. Like, we're not cool with that. 
Like, there's no reason why he should be interjected in the world title scene right off the bat just because you love CM Punk. Hell no. So they immediately did the quickest route they could go by just throwing opponents in there on CM Punk to get him a bunch of wins, get him to the world title. They gave him the world title. They got him their freaking, they got their freaking wish. They got their world champion. And then he proved to everybody that he's an absolute jerk. Still, he hasn't changed in the years that he's been gone. He's basically just always willing to say it's my way or nobody else's. That's all there is to it. And that's like the thing with this whole collision thing that just really gets me to be like, can we just stop at this point? Stop trying to put the focus on Punk and go, listen, we'll work with it. We'll, we'll, we'll do this. No, Punk is not the fucking guy. He is not the one who runs this company. Stop listening to what he's saying. I'm sorry, that whole Ace Steel comes back or I'm not going to be the focus thing. There is no reason why Ace Steel should be rehired. You're telling me that you're basically rewarding CM Punk and Ace Steel for being jackasses. You're but basically see, but see, but what you're saying right now, but exactly. But what you're saying right now is the same thing Brett was saying to me, okay? And that was where I was trying to tell him the same exact thing I'm going to say now. You guys are saying fuck the dirt sheets, and I don't care about the dirt sheets. I don't give a shit about anything about the dirt sheets. But what you just said, and what he said to me in text, is Ace Steel needs to be rehired, or I'm not coming back. No, you guys are upset about the Alvarez report. Had Alvarez never came out and said that bullshit, you're not upset. He's not upset. You guys are sitting here like, all right, we're giving him one last chance for collision, whatever. But since that fucking cuck jizz motherfucker came out with that bullshit lie about Ace Steel, now CM Punk's a prick again. Because he came out and said, no, motherfucker, you don't know anything. Because Ace Steel was actually hired months ago. So, like, why are people getting upset about this now? I'll tell you why. It's because of Alvarez and the bullshit lie, which is why Punk said what he said. Which is why I don't care that he said what he said. Because at the end of the I, day, it's bullshit. Okay. I just, I think it's time to just move on from him. He doesn't seem That's like fair. he wants to be involved with it anymore. I think it's just come down to, you, you need to just move on from him. There's no reason to keep trying to just say, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. If Punk is just like basically going to stand there and go, you know what? I just don't even want to be involved with this. I'm done. Like, just move on already. Stop I think, trying. I think the problem is back. that he he wants to. As fucked up as that sounds, I think he, I think he wants to, and I think he did care, which is why I, you don't, you don't you did all the shows with me after Brawl Out. I called him every pussy name in the world and degraded him. I, I don't think he's a good human being. I think he is I think he's a prick. I've said it a hundred, I think he's a cunt. I've said it 125 times. I sadly wear this tattoo on my arm, but I hate the Chicago Bears. I hate the Chicago Blackhawks and I hate him. But it doesn't mean when I go to a Blackhawks game or I go to a Bears game, I'm not going to not root for them. I'm going to go and root for CM Punk because mm-hmm. Chicago born, Chicago bred, and that is, yo, 
Being a Chicago sports fan, as I've explained a hundred times, is miserable, okay? <laughs> we don't have shit here. We have nothing. Our team sucks. Yeah, we don't yeah. win titles, and it's miserable. So getting to be a wrestling fan and getting to go and cheer for CM Punk, regardless of it's at the United Center with 17,000 or at the Now Arena with 6,000, sweating my ass off, I am going to go and cheer for him. I get personally he is a prick. But at the end of the day, he's dollars and cents. I love John Moxley to death. All right, but he ain't dollars and cents, dude. Brian Danielson, he ain't dollars and cents, dude. It's you know who's dollars and cents? The CM Punk. And you can sit there and Brett can sit there and say, I don't give a fuck about ratings. Cool. You don't have to. But you know who does? The people who just shelled out a million a billion dollars to Tony Khan. So they are fully expecting those ratings to go up when that man comes back on TV. And yeah, I just uh, I, I just think it's time for them to move on from him. Like, there's no reason to reward the guy for what happened at All Out. You're basically rewarding him by saying, "Yeah, don't worry, we got we got you covered. We're not going to put you around the people that you have problems with." You're not again. That's not fixing a problem. That's just suppressing a problem. For now, what about the uh, what about the elites comments after Dynamite this past week about saying sometimes you just have to push things aside. You do what's best for business. Um, you do what's best for the greater good. Great. Said that. That's the thing. So they, they did. did. Say, they did. Um, I also still think, and I've said it from the start. As fucked up as this sounds, I think it could have been a work. He tore his tricep. He just won the title in the main event. They got to the locker room. He just relinquished the belt because he's old and fragile. What is the EVPs were all involved? Let's just create a story mm. to where God. it's all fiction. All right. Kenny was involved. The Bucks were involved. Tony Khan was involved. CM Punk was involved. Chris Jericho was involved. All the main people who run the company were involved. Hey, I just fucking tore my arm. The doc goes, you're done for a year. Just won the world title. We can't strip you again. Relinquish that. That looks awkward. That'd be so weird. That'd just be so weird. You're telling me Kenny Omega just was just like, hey, Steel, bite me. Like, No, Kenny probably got it from the match, the trio title match. He probably took a fucking nasty shot on his arm and, and took it that way. And then was like, I got this bump on my arm. We'll say Larry bit me. Would you listen? It sounds far-fetched as fuck what I'm saying right now. But could you really put it past those guys? Kenny Omega's fucking crazy mind. I was, like I said, this is the last time I mentioned the argument with Brett. But I said, you're coming at me about a Brian Alvarez CM Punk argument. You don't possibly think that Punk and Alvarez are just doing this together to get CM Punk more hype and more clout. CM Punk was taken off the collision poster. Okay, it's because he's going to be the fucking surprise and they're going to announce Chicago in the United Center. So they're just doing it. If anything, what if Alvarez and Punk are working together? So I'm like, why? Why are you and all these other people stressing out about this Brian Alvarez CM Punk argument when theoretically speaking, Wrestlers back in the day fed dirt sheet reporters news to throw out there. What do actors do when they mm -hmm. want news out there? They reach mm -hmm. out to TMZ, NBA fucking players. I'm dating 
Bad Bunny's dating Kylie Jenner. They're reaching the TMZ to put that fucking out there. You think it's any different here? So I'm like, guys, slow the fuck down. I get the man's a prick, but you also remember when he left WWE for seven years, you all supported him and his cause. So now brawl out happens and he's an asshole. Okay. Well, what if he just tore his tricep because he's fragile and they mm-hmm. created a story? Mm-hmm. Graydon, I've been talking and Justin's been talking. I want to hear what you have to say. I, I agree with you about CM Punk being a Chicago native myself. Being from here, I think the guy's a jerk, an asshole. That, yeah, he's that guy. What happens if he's were just too real for those fragile EVPs? You just had the one guy who had a backbone in that company leave before CM Punk showed up. Yep. Cody yeah. was the linchpin in that EVP group. He was the one who put the shit on his back. He's the one who kept his word that he wasn't going for a main title picture at all, as long as he was an EVP. That was their thing on, on the first All-In in, here in Chicago. I was at that show. They're like, oh, we're not going to put the titles on any of us. And maybe Punk is just like, hey, maybe I'm just too real for you guys. Maybe you guys are just still a bunch of kids. It's time to grow up. And with the whole collision thing, first of all, it looks like Nitro logo-wise. I wonder if that was TNT's doing over anybody else's, though. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to have wrestling on a Saturday because you're literally putting a war out there with WWE because their pay-per-views are on Saturdays or their PLEs are on Saturdays. So now is WWE going to move PLEs back to Sundays? No. No. Get, yo, just is right. Chicagoans don't have a lot of heroes, but we get one that's ride or die. Yeah. Just like we ride or die for Devin Hester till we die. Like, I'm going to fucking go and stab someone in the neck if he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame next year. Like, I'm going to fucking stab him in the neck. We don't have heroes around here. We got CM Punk. We got Michael Jordan. We got Walter Payton. We got Mark Burley. We got Devin Hester. And for you Cubs fans, I guess, like, Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant or something. But we ain't get many of them. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I definitely don't think they'll move pay-per-views. I think they're going to basically keep them Saturdays and that just means collisions just gonna basically get very little viewership on nights WWE's pay-per-views but or, other than or, that we'll get some we'll get, solid viewership we'll get bigger views because think about I, it it's on it's on TNT it's on basic cable gee I actually think the opposite's gonna happen and it's I've uh I said it on another show I think I said it on the UW pod um What I'm concerned about and what they need to understand and what viewers need to understand when the ratings come out is, first of all, it's Saturday night. Once football season starts, we are getting more NFL football on Saturdays, college football on Saturdays, college basketball on Saturdays, plus, as you mentioned, WWE PLEs. And WWE is so fucking petty. You don't think, just like they are running NXT Battleground, against Double or Nothing, they are going to start running 
more NXT PLE specials against Collision or just like NXT based shows against Collision just because they're petty as fuck. And do I blame WWE for being petty? Hell no. This is your number one competition you've seen in 20 years. They're going live on Saturday night. You know what I'm doing? I'm going live on Saturday night and I'm going to fucking take your viewers, motherfucker. So it, I personally don't think, I think a good number yeah. is like 500,000. I think if they hit 500K weekly, that is a very positive number because like tonight is Saturday night. I'm watching the NBA fucking Western Conference Finals tonight. Like I love collision, but I got DVR. I can sit here to get with you guys, watch the NBA. DVR fucking collision. Go back and watch it, you know? But remember, hey, though, I a, DVR, a, a DVR doesn't count for a viewership, though. Which is why I will always make sure to put my TV on to the TBS or TNT when Dynamite is on to make sure I give my view. Because you're right, the DVR does not count, which sucks. And that's also why I'm going to sound like a fucking real abject fucking loser right here but it's also why i buy every single aew pay-per-view even though that jizz tony khan doesn't need my fucking money i buy it solely for the buy rate because i want them to see people are out there buying their pay-per-views i could watch watch wrestling.ai and just put it to my hdmi on my tv all day all good i do it with roh because fuck that shit i don't care about roh but the AEW stuff I want him to know, hey, man, I support your product. We, the people, we support your product. Because without AEW, we'd be in a very sad, miserable state of just WWE still. And, mm -hmm. again, as what I just said, you know, get better based on your competition. So they're running Saturdays, we're going to run Saturdays, and we're going to get better. So them just existing – makes WWE better. And I hate that I had to sit here and fucking play public defender for CM Punk again. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's dollars and cents. It's, it, it's like It's like those part-timers coming back in WWE for the nostalgia acts. It's dollars and cents. Right. And just as much yep. as we hate that, because it's taking a spot away from somebody else that's more deserving. It's the same thing with CM Punk. Yep. It's dollars and cents. It's a good business you know, move to right have that right. man there. A good yeah. business move. I talk to Nick about it all the time. And he's like, why the fuck does Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey need to be here? And I said, we might not like him, but go and look at their YouTube clicks. Go and look at the videos that they're in on Raw and SmackDown, their YouTube highlights. Go and look at their Twitter highlights, the Instagram. Yeah. There's a reason why those people are there. Like, we might love Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch as much as anybody, but Becky Lynch is only garnering 220,000 views in comparison to a Ronda Rousey who's still getting, like, 750,000 views. That's why they use guys like Logan Paul, Bad Bunny. Yes. Uh, Pat McAfee yes. when he first came in because these guys – Garner these views. Big time. We may not like seeing them on our screens all the time, but they are clickable 
yep. money for them. And those three guys that you mentioned, they can be on my screen anytime. Exactly. Bad Bunny, exactly. Pat, and um, Logan Paul. Those three guys, I've never seen celebrities take to the business the way they took to the business. They got in the ring. They worked their ass off. They trained. They put on great matches. I read a quote from Bad Bunny this morning. He said, holy shit, I'm sore. I'm so sore. My back is so sore. But you know what? I love doing it, and I'm going to go write a song. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I love you. It's probably about how sore he's. He is after being in the ring. Yeah. And getting thrown around like a fucking yeah. rag doll. I was like, I respect that just immensely. And, and this immensely. My last thing about the drafts, their their um roster split. It includes ROH too, correct? No, that would be no. its own thing still. It's its own entity. Okay. Well, no, because I was asking because if it was a, ro- a true roster split, what does that do with the BCC if ROH was an actual roster split. Well, great. And don't get me started on that because me and Dirty Dan argue about this all the time. And I've challenged him to come on fucking debate center about it. And we argue with it. And people think that ROH should just be ROH because ROH is ROH. And I yeah. say you're stupid and it's bullshit. You are AEW, Tony Khan. You are trying to build and establish the biggest brand other than WWE. What you are doing with ROH is doing nothing but hindering your company you have all of these wrestlers all these superstars under one roof and you're putting claudio with the roh championship the lucha bros with the tag team championship samoa joe with the tv championship where at the end of the day claudio is an aew wrestler samoa joe should be an aew wrestler the lucha bros should be the goddamn aew tag team champions are feuding with ftr over those belts and you are just putting them on some fucking subscription service because you want to be proud prideful and proud and buy roh and i respect you so much for trying to salvage that name of roh but no brand split get these fucking roh wrestlers off of roh these pay-per-views for roh should be branded all elite wrestling presents roh whatever it is all elite wrestling presents it because us diehard get it we understand it but when the casual is flipping through their cable box and they see roh they think roh is its own company no all elite, all elite wrestling presents Ring of Honor. That's how it should have been. And get the fucking brand split and make it happen. Claudio, Joe, Lucha Brothers, out of ROH right now. It's, it's kind of like how they had ECW One Night Stand. It's WWE presents ECW's One Night Stand. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. And and I'm sorry to you ROHers. And mm-hmm. I love the company ROH, but at the end of the day, what is this doing? The, the last ROH pay-per-view we all were invested in, you fucking cucked us hard. Eddie Kingston was supposed to beat Claudio for that belt and become the leader of ROH. Claudio won. Mark Briscoe was supposed to beat Samoa Joe for the TV title and become an integral part of ROH. Samoa Joe won. What the fuck are you, what are you doing? What the? You're wasting Athena on this fucking wasted fucking subscription. And we got people who enjoy it. And I get it. You enjoy it. It's cool. At the end of the day, you got Athena and Joe and everyone else I just mentioned wasting away on a $10 subscription service when you need them on your main roster. Yeah, as much as ROH getting bought was one of those, wow, holy shit, he did it. It just... Hasn't really done much here. And it just sucks for ROH mm-hmm. in the end. Because it really 
hasn't benefited them at all. They're basically almost just right back in the same position. It's just owned by somebody else at this point. To take, take Ian Rubicani and the ROH commentary team, because they're decent, place them on collision. Yeah. There you go. Caprice Coleman's fucking yeah. awesome, dude. I love we'll, Caprice we'll put Coleman. Ian and Caprice on collision as your commentary team. They signed Nigel. There's your fucking opportunity for exactly. collisions. Commentary exactly. Team. Exactly. All three of those men, honestly. Well, they have together. three on Dynamite. Why are we not just going to have three on collision? The yeah. R, the ROH commentary. Get rid of all of that three period. Jim Ross needs to go backstage. The commentary team should just be fucking Excalibur, Taz, Shivani for big matches. We, we love Tony, but Tony is like running like a fucking maniac. Like Renee. I'm going to put it Renee. this Tony Shivani to me is my least favorite commentator. And I still question this to this day. Why the fuck did. Tony Khan sign Tony Schiavone when Mike Tanay was right there to freaking pick up. And he is a league's better fucking commentator. Ooh, because Mike not disagreement on Tanay. I think Schiavone and Tanay would have been awesome. But Schiavone definitely deserves a role in that company. He is like he is the he is the commentating team until they got Renee Shivani was doing all the lead commentary plus interviews in the ring interviews backstage. I remember Justin you saying when uh, Renee got hired, you're like, finally Tony Shivani can fucking take a break and chill. I think I think Just agrees with you about Tanae. I, listen, I love Mike Tanae, but Tony Shivani don't. Jim Ross, old, retire. Tony Schiavone is at the prime of his game right now. Like, he is clicking on all cylinders. So, I do disagree on, on that that point. But Mike Tanay, I don't think he wants to do it. No. Otherwise, I think uh, I think he would have been back over in Impact Wrestling, honestly, because Him and I think Tom he's got a great relationship with Scott Demore. So, their commentary team is, that's where right. go. Yeah. Right. So you don't you you don't need that. Right. No. Exactly. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, got anything else? I mean, I think we got we got it all. We got Keith Lee and Swerve. We can talk about Ricky Starks and Jay White. We can talk about. Oh. We can talk about Bianca versus Oscar, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. That's, that's, I mean, that's about it. Damn, we, we ripped through these fucking matches. Hell yeah. Jay, you got anything else you want to bring up? Or are you good? Uh, I'm like double checking here on the matches. And a lot of the matches really, you know, just don't really have that good of a build really going on here. Like Bianca mm -hmm. and Asuka, it's basically the same build that they had for WrestleMania all over again. Yeah. Like Gunther and Ali is a dope match. Don't get me wrong, but like Clearly, Ali's just there because Saudi Arabia, and then he's going to take an L. So, like, it's all well, really sore. If if you want a Gunther on the Saudi show, why not do a do a challenge match or have a Austin Theory versus Gunther match? Your two champions, your Intercontinental and United States champions, go at it. Well, they're going to save that for freaking Survivor Series, probably. Probably. 
Yeah, and, it's gonna be it's gonna be Gunther and Riddle. That's like the next big feud, and we're gonna get. That's why I'm telling you, guys. KO and Sammy are keeping the belts because it's going to be the best friends of KO, Sammy, and Riddle taking on Imperium. Other than that, like, what do we got else? The Firm, Hardys, and Isaiah Cassidy. That's that's like a rampage matchup. Not much to really talk about Big there. With that. And then it's just like, will will Ricky Starks and Jay White bring down the house? Will that be the match everyone talks about? That is not a main event match. The match hasn't even been made official yet, has it? No, Justin, because what happened was in Dynamite this past week, we got some fucking impromptu Ricky Starks versus uh, Jay White match. And that ended up in a DQ. Ricky Starks hit the ropes five times previous to his spear. And I was just like, oh, my God, it was bang, 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 boom. And I was like, and then he was about to Rochambeau that motherfucker. And all those things was like, yo, Jay White. Is like getting jagged down to Ricky Starks. And as much as we love Ricky Starks, and I love Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks is like a half a pillar. He's motherfucking Jay fucking white. He's Jay fucking white. He just ran New Japan. He just ran through his Okada. He just fucking was maybe, maybe, other than Prince Devin best leader of the Bullet Club ever. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, he was that dude. And now, he's kind of getting ran through by Ricky, and we love Ricky. But, man, that's... that's the only announced match is the TNT title match. And if we're going to talk about that one, I'm going to tell you this. I'm fucking feeling Christian's going to win this damn thing. Oh, I no, 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 no. I'm serious. I think it's going to happen. Christian is going to win that TNT title because they are going to look at this as the TNT title's in a shitty state. We bounced it back and forth. Mm-hmm. How can we bring some legitimacy back to it? I got an idea. Give it to Christian. That's probably what they're going to fucking do. And there's going to be, it's, it's going to be just ridiculous because, again, Christian's another one. Why is he on television still? Why are we not getting Luchasaurus and Wardlow instead of fucking Christian? Like, dude, dude. The only thing that I could think of why that would be a thing is if, and I mean, like, if, if, and I don't think it's going to happen at all. Edge decides that he's going to leave WWE and they're just rebuilding Christian just a little, little bit. But, bro. Wardlow, Luchasaurus, double or nothing. The fuck done. is that not the match? Versus Hobbs. The tr- it should have been a triple threat. Where's Hobbs? Where the fuck is Hobbs? Where the fuck what is Hobbs? Hobbs, Hobbs? Announced, Hobbs is announced for the Battle Royal for the international title. Who gives a flying fuck? As we mentioned earlier, we knew Hobbs would be in that match. But why? Three people have been announced for that so far. 17 to be determined. The only people that have been announced for that are... Hobbs? Nope. Aaron Solo, Powerhouse Hobbs, and QT Marshall. (laughs) Fuck me. So so in other words, let's have these people who we haven't used in a while place them on this battle royale. There he is. There he is. He's back. 
He goes, It is decided. We talked, we talked a lot of good about AEW for a little bit, but this, you came in at a, a time. <laughs> if, if it is trash, spoken, you, it is decided. Do you know what will take it out of the trash? <laughs> he's like, he's like Devin. Do you see this? I fucking love this. I love this plug for this fucking Jack Perry and fucking. Don won't. Think about it. Think if Don Kellis led a fucking stable with Jack Perry as the leader. Don was the mouthpiece for Jack. They put a powerhouse tech. What if they turned Wardlow heel? All right, and then Wardlow was Jack's muscle. Oh God, I guess it's MJF. I didn't, oh. even, I didn't even realize I was booking MJF all over again. But what if Jack then becomes Wardlow? Or what if Wardlow then becomes Jack's muscle, infiltrate a tag team like Brian oh. Cage and so, Powerhouse Hobbs, I was going to say. Like, they weren't already a tag team. But, like, if you get the Gates of Agony or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or even the whole Mogul Embassy. And you fucking infiltrate Swerve, Cage, Khan, and Toa Leona. And you have them with Jack and Ward. Yeah, I guess you don't really need Wardlow at that point. No. So get Wardlow out of there. But you get Jack, those guys, maybe in, maybe Hobbs then. Maybe Hobbs then does fit. Dude. Yes. Yes, Graydon. Yes. Don Callis with Jack Perry. That <laughs> is decided. That is what must happen. But yeah, no one gives a fuck about, about, about this. Uh, KPG says Luchasaurus grabs a belt, drops it down to Christian. Yo, oh my god. Yo, that hot potato bullshit has to stop though. No, 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 no. This is the belt that gets hot potato. We don't want this anymore. So, so Daddy question, needs to keep this belt. So the question is with the roster split, what titles go where? So sadly, I guess the world title would need to float between both shows. Yeah. MJF is non existent enough though. So who knows? All the titles are probably gonna float between both shows. That's the bad thing. Right. I think it, so too. Collisions on TNT. Why not just put the TNT title on Collision, and then and then the TBS belt solely on Dynamite. Yes. So yes, the TNT title is on Collision. Should, yeah. The TBS title is on Dynamite. The tag titles are on Collision. The yeah. trios titles are uh, on Dynamite. The inter international title is your could be one of your main belts on Collision. I would say switch that around. That's tag what, titles are on Dynamite. Yeah. Trios are on collision. Yeah, that's actually what Devin suggested yesterday, I believe. He said, or maybe it was on WrestleBrad in the chat. I think it was on WrestleBrad in the chat. He said, "What if the international championship was based as your world championship on collision, yeah. which would totally be fine because Orange Cassidy, yeah, is already looked at as top of the guy. I mean, Justin, you were talking about him earlier. He's won twenty in a row. He's about to fight the world. If you watch my power rankings weekly." If you listen to the power rankings I said last week specifically, everything inside of me wanted Orange Cassidy to be number one. I just couldn't make him number one because MJF is around weekly. He is wrestling and he is doing vignettes and promos. So got to keep that as MJF. But fuck, you could do it that way. And again, if him, he, that man, CM Punk is on collision, you don't need a world championship, dude. No. You just have Punk. You do whatever you want to do with whatever mid-card belt, whatever you want to do with whatever tag belt, and then maybe you even have your women's champ there because, again, the TBS champion on Dynamite, so your women's champion on Collision. 
So you have Punk and Jamie and FTR, Samoa Joe and Miro and Andrade. That's a show I want to watch. I don't know about you guys, but that's a show that I want to fucking watch. Yeah, I think, yeah, other than that, I think we basically got everything here. Like, it's just, like I said, WWE, like I've been saying, WWE just kind of feels, I don't know, like they're just kind of in cruise control right now. They got one major thing and the rest of it just kind of is just not important at all. Meanwhile, AEW's got a lot of shit going on, and it's just like, this is all right, this is great, this is epic, this is bad, this is good. It's just like all over the fucking place. So what you're saying is AEW is trying to tell stories left and right. Whether they're failing or succeeding, they're trying to tell stories, while as WWE is still just kind of focused on the bloodline and what's going on there. Exactly. I can't say I disagree with you. I can't say I disagree with all at all. Even the world title tournament, Edge, Edge. I I don't get why Edge didn't beat AJ. If Seth Rollins versus Edge would have been the match, it would have made again. Love Seth versus AJ. Like marking out like crazy. It's gonna be a great match. But when Edge cut that promo, it was so fucking believable that he was gonna win the world title. So Seth, who is the most believable option, versus Edge then after that promo mm-hmm. would have been like, we have a surprise maybe. AJ, nobody fucking thinks AJ's winning this belt. If, if Edge wasn't drafted by SmackDown, yes. I, would say, I would say yes, Edge versus Seth would have probably have happened. Edge, if you think about it too, Edge more than likely to me would have been the winner. If you'd have done that match, yeah. because think about it, you have yeah, Seth's I guess story right now is I've haven't been a world champion in a long ass time, and I'm still just busting my ass trying to get back to that again. But Edge has got this fucking full on heartfelt story of right. hey, I was world champion, and I had to fucking forcibly retire and give up that championship. Now I'm coming back for that damn thing. Like I didn't lose that. I didn't. I didn't lose that. I had to give that up. I'm coming back and I'm taking that. Like kind of, kind of like Finn with the Universal Title. Either one of them would have had a better story to the belt than Seth. Again, go watch the video. Go listen to anything I have to say. It's Seth. It's Seth. It's Seth. It's Seth. It's Seth. It's Seth. Plus Seth chasing Edge. Imagine Seth chasing Edge. That would have been fucking Jay. Imagine this. Imagine this. Edge never goes to SmackDown. It comes down to Edge versus Seth. Edge cuts that emotional fucking promo, and then the Judgment Day helps Edge win the belt, and Edge then goes over the Judgment Day once more. It was all one big thing. Edge runs the Judgment Day. He's the world champion. Rhea's the women's champion. They go and get the tag belts. Dominic and Priest win the tag belts from fucking KO and Sammy. And I know Finn's just kind of fucked. But, you know, maybe he goes and gets it from Gunther or something. I don't know. I doubt it. But whatever. Gets Edge heel, gets edge heel with Seth being the triumphant baby face on the chase. Wouldn't that have been great? I mean, it would have been throwing me off with the whole Judgment Day involved. But I think that's a pretty interesting way to tell it. 
It's just right. It's just one way to get there because you don't want face edge versus face. Here. Well, you do. You want to start with, I respect you. I respect you. We had our wars. Now we're fighting for the belt. And then you get the little fucking, not the little, you get the fucking. Yeah. You just have edge in that moment. You have it be face and face and these freaking heartfelt promos and everything where you just have edge. Just drop that little subtle hint of I will do whatever it takes to get that world championship back that I never lost. Mm. There's a judgment day moment. Just mm. dude. And then he and judgment day doesn't have a leader. So like they're just all one and they're just like <laughs> we did this. <laughs> like we run this shit. Dude, we played boys. Ball, I would die. I would because die. Judgment right day now. does run shit. They fucking, they run shit. Them in the bloodline, the LWO. WWE took a fucking play out of AEW's handbook. They went to faction warfare, and they're doing it. I would say just a little bit better, but the BCC versus Elite thing right now is fucking insane. So, as I always say, what a great time to be a fucking wrestling fan. I had no idea we were going to be able to predict as much as we predicted tonight. I had no idea we were going to go for three hours. I thought 90 minutes was the threshold we were going to do. I got my boy <laughs> Justin back in the building with me. It was two weeks, far too long. I haven't really just shot the shit about wrestling myself. I've done power rankings, this, that. Went on Pornhub last week. That was a hell of a lot of fun with Ritter and Katie. Go back and check that out. Creation World doing great things Monday through Friday at noon Central Standard Time. Every single week, but we're doing monster things right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And man, again, Justin, I'm so blessed that you were able to come on tonight. I've missed you. I miss talking to you. Glad you were able to come on. Thank you so very much. Do you have any final words for the people where they can find you? How you feeling? Um, I'll always thank you for having me on and getting to be on with Graydon. You know. It's always like rare occasions that I get to hang out with him. All the time. So, yeah. damn, whenever I get that opportunity, I'm gonna take it every time. Oh yeah! And thank you for always allowing me to come on here when I can. You know, you you are one of the people that knows what's going on right now. And again, something to keep my mind off that whole shit right now is absolutely been helpful. And. I love chopping up freaking talking wrestling with everybody. And it's just like, damn, I've been having that urge to do it. Cause every time I've just been chilling in the chat and I'm just like, I want to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk. <laughs> damn. I finally got that opportunity too right now. And I'm just happy to do it again. And I thank you for letting me come on here all the time. Of course. You guys bro. watching the video, you see it on the screen. If you're going to listen this to on audio and you missed the video, at Justin Time Two One One on Twitter, follow me. I have some crazy freaking takes. Some are good, some are bad, some are just batshit crazy. I'm just there. I'm having a freaking blast doing it again. In Time Wrestling Podcast, been on a long ass hiatus. It's been almost a year, which is nuts. We've been on a hiatus for almost a year, which is nuts. Like, but I'm t I say it every time. Show will be back. Find the show where it's at right now. Listen to it. That way you know what's coming. Because when me and my brother get back, we're going to be chopping it up. We're going to be having some crazy conversations. I can feel it. 
Hell yeah. Yo, you guys are the best. I love you so very much. It's why I know, again, what you got going on. And I don't care. Well, I do care. I care very, very, very much so. But, I mean, I don't care. I'm going to send you the link to when I go live every single time because I want you to know whenever I'm going live, I want you to come with me. And you always have that opportunity. I love you so fucking much. I obviously care about you immensely and what you got going on with Jeremy and your family. Um, just know that we, me, Bloodline, we love you greatly. We appreciate everything you, you do. Every one of you. Graydon, you, all the Bloodline, everybody in the UW pod. You are the Bloodline. You are the Bloodline. Like, you are a part of the Bloodline. Like, you are the Bloodline, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate mm -hmm. what you do. Appreciate you coming on our shows. Appreciate you sharing our content left and right. Just appreciate you being you, brother. We love you so very much. I thank you personally from the bottom of my heart and always hope things are on the up and up. Graydon. Graydon. What a fucking surprise. As I said three hours ago when I saw your beautiful mug on the bottom of the screen, I was like, oh, I should that was me and Justin. No one said they were coming. Blessed that you came on. Thank you for everything you do. So glad that you are a part of this Bloodline Entertainment Network. The director's cut, slaying and banging and slapping and chopping and doing <laughs> what you do. My dude, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me right here every Tuesday on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Doing the director's cut at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. This week, I'm taking you guys on the deep dive through the fast rush hour of the Furious Roads of the Fast and the Furious franchise and reviewing Fast X. Let's go, Let's fast go. Let's Kind of like what I did with um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Timeline. I'm giving you guys a timeline of events that happened and then taking yeah. that timeline and going into the review of the movie. So you're saying that I don't need to go and watch 7, 8, and 9? I could just watch because that last one I watched was six. So I could just <laughs> you watch, go and watch your show on Tuesday. Yes. Get caught up on seven, yes. eight, and nine, and then go watch time. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I recommend going watch seven because of the tribute to Paul Walker. Go watch that no matter what. So I've seen so, seven. All right. Yeah, so yeah. I've watched through seven. I missed eight. Nine is on the cock. So basically, I just need to figure out a way to go watch eight. Go watch nine eight, before eight, the cock. Eight, um, nine, and maybe like eight and a seven and a half, eight, eight and a half with Hobbs and Shaw. So okay, got it, got it, yeah. got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. For so, sure, for but sure. But you can also find me if you if you want to follow me on all my social media. It's right there at the Bin Buster. What happened, to, what happened to Don Callis managing Jack Perry? <laughs> oh, there it is! You know who would love that? Our dude, Ivan. Throw your motherfucking ones up for Ivan. Circle it a bit. Love you so much, my brother. Nibble Mania. Yo, Ivan. Ivan. Graydon suggested this whole Don Callis thing is going to lead to him managing Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Now, that... Now that, my friend, is fucking nipple mania. And yes, we miss you so much. And yes, be sure. I was going to plug it monetarily. 
<laughs> but be sure to check out Circle of Debate again tomorrow right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network and Circle of Debate Network. I've been in De Niro and the director Ray Money. Matt Callis is back. They're going to be talking all things WWE, AEW. I know they're going to be doing a lot of what we were talking tonight, whether it's double or nothing, Night of Champions. Hangman Adam Page is back, and we just get to see the sexiness that is my poppy live back on air tomorrow. Oh, Graydon, finish you, baby. All right. All my social, it's at the Ben Buster, like you saw right there, right here on YouTube. Right here on YouTube. You can catch me at Bin Buster, where I talk all things movie, from physical media to stuff I want to see come out to reviews as well. So catch me there as well. Hell yeah, bro. You're awesome. Love what you do on Bin Buster. Again, appreciate so much what you do for us on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So glad that you infiltrated into us so early. Love it, man. And thank you for coming on to the Tim King Show tonight. And Justin, again, I know I don't have to thank you, but thank you for coming back on because I'm not going to lie. After last night, we repped three hours. We went hard. We talked everything last night. I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I don't know that I want to go fucking do this again tonight. And then Justin goes, <laughs> I'm in with you tonight, baby. And I was like, oh, I'll be motherfucking damned. All my energy just fucking went TK mode and fucking, well, here we've been for three hours and 20 motherfucking minutes of this shit. So, Graydon, thank you so mm-hmm. very fucking much. Justin, love you. Thank you so very much. And to all of you who watch, to all of you who listen, I, I can't thank you enough. That's why we do it. Like, the growth on this network, on this channel, has been insurmountable. And it's all because of you. And we thank you greatly. So, if you're watching this right now, please Hit that like button. We got so much more great content, sports, wrestling, entertainment, so much great stuff. Hit that like button. And that's why hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please hit that subscribe button. You won't regret it. Again, sports, wrestling, entertainment, what we do. And if you don't want to watch, if you just want to listen, you're driving, whatever, you can listen. Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, the worst. What do I say? Just type in Bloodline Entertainment Network into your little Google search bar. Yahoo, whether it's Bing, Street's freaking out about Bing. But yo, type it into your Bing, your AOL, the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Just type it in. You'll find us on all major audio platforms and this beautiful website right here, bloodlinenetwork.com. All of our content. We got sports news. We got wrestling. We got the entertainment stuff. We got all our videos. We got all our audio. We got everything we do on the bloodline.com. Again, to all of you who watch, to all of you who listen, to my bloodline brothers and my sister, to my boys who joined me tonight, thank you so much. Enjoy next weekend. Join us on the bloodline. We'd be doing previews all week. We'll be doing watch-alongs next weekend. We'll be doing what we do best here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Stick with it. Boys, put your motherfucking ones up. Throw your two sweets up. We. Think about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.